captured Master Callista, we have been betrayed. The War Master has turned from the life of the Emperor. No, it cannot be. Why would Horus do this? He has fallen to darkness. He must flee the system. Take these four remembrances to Terra and carry word of this heresy. The navigators tell me the Warp is in turmoil. We will be ripped apart. We cannot do this. You must have faith in your ship, my old friend. Your service will be remembered. We will carry word and ensure the galaxy knows of the War Master's treachery. And when we can, we will send the Legion to reclaim your sarcophagus. Only in death will duty end. Okay, guys, uh, welcome to episode six of year five of Edge of Empire. I tell you what, this two episode a month is, is really racking up the episode numbers. So, you know, um, <laughs> we'll catch up with Greg in no time. That was the whole plan, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah the whole plan, the whole plan, uh, just to catch up with Greg. Um, <laughs> okay, so tonight what we're going to do is the following. We're going to hit the augury scanner, previously known as Graham's post bag. I don't think it's been known as that for at least two years. So, you know, but, you know. Uh, you're probably right. Uh, me and Chris are going to talk about the books. And um, then we're going to take a look at the solar auxilia. We're going to dive into their fluff and rules and then do a list challenge for them. So, yeah, Which I'm not going to be part of because I have solar auxiliary army. And uh, so, so it's my I. turn to sit out. That's true. But then only one person can sit out. Otherwise, it's not going to be much of a show. Okay. So, um, yeah. So what we'll do is we'll just crack straight on and go into the augury scanner. So take it mm. away. So, for those of you who are aware, um, the we have the Edge of, Edge of Empires listeners community group. Which is, is it public? I'm not sure it's public. Might be. Uh, might be. People keep trying to join it. So yeah, so nice. It must be. Um, anyway, it's a really nice little community. It, it, <coughs> so far, touch wood. Um, we don't seem to have the same level of. <sighs> how can I put this politely? Uh, competitiveness, let's say, for ideas that certain other um, pages on Facebook seem to have when we raise some contentious subjects. So it was quite good because there was a couple this month um, that came up. And one of them was this sort of dead games discussion. And we had kind of uh, some views from me and some views from Chris and from lots of other people also chipped in. And regardless of the sort of who's, you know, the ways and why fors of this, I think what was really good was that we can have these discussions as kind of adults without it, you know, boiling over into, uh, you know, non-productive conversation. So I think that was a little, little bit of a nod to that group. I think it was really good. Um, and I thought that was, there's another, it's, it's a good, I like our page, if I'm honest with you. I know that's sort of blowing around trumpet here, but for some reason it seems to be quite well moderated, even though we don't moderate anything. If that makes any sense. Yeah, I think for the time Tata we've run it, I think we've only had to, 
we've had two sort of maybe one or two interactions that we've had to sort of deal with which is yeah pretty good so, so, to, to be honest most of the problems we're having at the minute with terms of interactions on facebook is some weird people posting on company legend stuff saying i've got tickets to sell have you <laughs> Yeah. It's like, no, you don't. Yeah. And also, the kind of dead giveaway is that you're female. Which, uh, <laughs> from the best the room US. in the world is, 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 is no, probably no. going to. Also, the real giveaway is I've got four tickets when we limit the number of tickets you can buy at any one time to two. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, if anyone approaches you down a dark alley and says, I've got four tickets to Colony of Legends to sell, they're yeah. probably lying. Probably lying. Yeah. So, anyway, there was also another really cool discussion on this group, which um, somebody asked about the composition of militia regiments you know and and what constitutes a militia regiment and i we kind of touched on this or i'd done it for not this year's or what would have been this year's um company legends but the year before's where we kind of made this massive opus of backstory and had to look into the difference between a cavalry regiment and an armored company for example so anyway it was really cool because there was actually a couple of people who i think are veterans or maybe even still serving so it was really good insight if you're actually interested into the relative composition of a of a of, a, of an army based on the US and British models, which I thought was really nice from my point of view. Obviously, having interest in tanks, so and again, really good, really interesting discussion on there. So I don't know if that actually helped the person who asked the question in the first place, of course, because the reality is, it's militia regiments can get formed, and you know, lots of people say that it, you know sometimes they are specific to a world, so. I think the example that was used was the Tanith, but whether the other branches of the Tanith before that got, you know, rudely destroyed, uh, would have been the artillery or would have been the tanks or something like that. So very good, I thought. Um, so yeah, that was that was a good discussion worth having a look at if you're on the group. Quite cool. And finally, the only other thing, of course, and this did excite me quite a lot because I did see this was. Um, this is uh, some 3D printed tanks, 28 mil scale. Oh, our yeah. scale, whatever our scale is. Um, yeah, 28, 28 heroic, I think is the actual. Yeah. So it's kind of, um, these are quite cool, sort of Lehman Russ size, even Predator size. Um, really nice, I thought. So um, Race to Terror, which is the people that did the sort of uh, stuff here, going through and showing them, but they look pretty damn fine, I think. I would get them from a, if I had a uh, was going to do a militia army. I mean, there's one model there that looks roughly equivalent to the Macarius size wise, yes. and the others look yeah. more like Lehman Russ size. So they don't look bad though. There's a very yeah. eastern, very 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 eastern design aesthetic, isn't there? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, there's although the, the smaller one is a is is quite tigerish in the tanks but But the big one is the big one is definitely like a big chunk of soviet steel in space isn't it i think it's it's the equivalent of the macarius by looking at things it's got the the sort of plasma omega gun on one version of it and the double barreled double battle cannon i quite like the little storage thing underneath that's quite nifty yeah, but anyway, I thought that might be quite a cool thing, because obviously you can't actually buy some of these Macariuses anymore. Yeah, um, sold I think so, it's the Omega you can't get anymore. The Omega is the one you can't get, yeah, which is quite cool, because it's got like a small blast cannon on it. So yeah, worth a, worth a look out. Uh, I think they all look like 
definitely in the right sort of scale so yeah. very cool yeah but of course with 3d modeling the uh, printing the fact is you can change the scale yeah yeah true enough you know you just you just alter the print size in a way yeah. i must admit i'm really really uh wanting to get myself a 3d printer at some point yeah it's getting that way isn't it yeah i think but i i i'm as i was saying the other night i'm torn between resin and resin and pla resin okay. resin there's the it's nastier but you get much better prints if you want miniature quality prints than you this is true but it's crap it's not very good for uh scenery oh, no okay, but i think yeah. you've got i think you've got enough scenery if i'm honest michael mm, yeah <laughs> fair enough but again you tanks, you have any shortage <laughs> are, you, are you gonna are you gonna be printing resin tanks i might do mm. okay uh, they're hollow as well remember though these they're not it's not a solid yeah yeah mm. It's not a solid, uh, solid chunk. No, they're quite cool. Them, I'm not so much of a fan of the of the big one. It's the, those side skirts are a bit too blocky for me. But, um, but no, that's um, yeah. Also, I don't know how much they cost. I'm assuming you buy the the plans and the, yeah, buy STL the STL file, and that'll be it. And then um, you know you have to print them off yourself. But it, it, it's surprising how many STL files are free though. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. Anyway, I like that. I think it's just some nice alternative. And the tanks look pretty cool. They would look good as militia tanks. I mean, we talked about the Matilda one from um, Victoria oh. Miniatures last week, didn't we? Yeah, and, yeah the, uh, and she does the BFG as well the, for artillery pieces, does Victoria. Um, okay. Yeah, yeah. So very good. We so, might end up doing a feature on alternative tanks at some point. <laughs> yeah. Good okay. idea. Good uh, idea. Did, That's all yeah. that I found. Did, did we mention um, the artwork that we received last last month at all or is that <gasps> since uh we have mentioned it but just not in an episode yeah we, yeah. we haven't finalized our plan for it as yet either no but we have received we yeah. have received the final design yeah oh uh, well, yeah i owe great money for that still um the for, um for the yeah. uh or the humanity which we've yeah. got our own kind of uh edge of empire mascot if you will uh, we, should, we should name him at some point. We should, but maybe we should ask people for Michael. It's Michael the Manatee, sure. Michael the Manatee. Don't have enough arms. Yeah, true enough. He's more of a squid kind of guy. Yeah. Um, yeah, maybe true. that's a question for our dear, lo- dear and, and loyal listeners. Name the mascot, and I don't think it comes up with Boaty McBoatface. Manatee <laughs> McManatee face. Mm. <laughs> we could just call yeah. him Hugh. Uh, humanity. Yeah. humanity humanity oh mr. B, mr b 10 points to mr b there we go hugh the man unless someone else can come up with a, a better i think you've aced it there my friend yeah. absolutely aced it so hugh the manatee as he shall yeah. hereforth and henceforth be known uh we've got the um designs back haven't we and yeah yeah by what's next what's jeff for those of, um, uh, the um, of the you know, oh, what's the comic spanners. What's the com- uh, spanners that's it the comic spanners it's great yeah so the plan next is uh well we had we had we had a, a the initial plan we haven't sort of rediscussed it much further than then so yeah. um we need to maybe do that next mm. next few mm. weeks yeah. whatever 
bash that out properly. So yeah, so we have a design. It looks flipping awesome, and Hugh the Manatee will be coming your way in the very near future. Cool. Yeah, we need to we need to find a manatee charity, or at least a marine life charity that we can work with in the. Didn't uh, we know. find one? There is a there is a manatee one. They just don't reply to my emails. Yeah, and they're they're based in America, and it's a it gets very difficult to. Actually, no, you can do it on um. Uh, what's it? Just giving. Just they giving. are on. They are on just giving. Okay. Just giving. Yeah. So if anybody knows anyone at this manatee charity, you know, get in contact. It's going to be a very interesting Venn diagram. This <laughs> number of people into heresy, number of people into manatees. We know we've got. We know we, we know in we the have middle. The, we know it's going to be a huge number of people. Yeah, but if there's any heresy players who are into manatees, they're going to be listening to this. Yeah, yes. and we know that there are people at GW who were, who, you know, who, who listen to the show. Uh, uh, you know, they've they've mentioned the odd thing. Um, so maybe they work in the manatee department. Okay, yeah, fair enough. So maybe yeah. they work in the manatee department. Maybe the manatee department has uh, spoken to this charity to get welfare hints and stuff. You know, it's, it's not that. Look after your manatees for naming reasons. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, yeah, so yeah. It's, it's quite possible that that uh, <laughs> that. Uh, that ten, there might be an ten tips on what to feed your manatee for maximum creativity. There you go, fantastic. Anyway, uh, not um, jo- not digestives. No, <laughs> makes them sluggish apparently. Yeah. So manatees are us. They will be coming your way soon. What a great yeah. little little segue that is. And uh, we shall see what we can do about that to maybe get some get some money uh, towards the maintenance. Turtle grass. They eat turtle grass, uh, shoal grass, mangrove leaves, various algae, water hyacinths, acorns as well, weirdly. Acorns? They might need a bit of Yeah. Mm. I'm, I'm just not sure how many acorns, you know. Uh, uh, you acorns, know. squirrels, vanities. <laughs> Similar. Similar build. Similar creature, maybe. Similar levels of agility as well. From little acorns, giant manatees doth grow. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> have you seen manatees, you know, climbing up there and taking stuff from bird feeders? Happens all, all the time around here. Yeah, yeah. You can't move for them. Have you ever tried growing an oak tree underwater? You end up with a manatee. There we go. That's what it is. Weird hybrid. Anyway. Yeah. Okay. So, shall me and Chris go talk about some books? Go on, because the on nonsense then. level has just reached peak nonsense. Off you pop. Um, so, uh, as uh, someone. Uh, rightly pointed out that the collective noun for uh, uh, Edge of Empire pre- uh, hosts is a tangent. Uh, I've uh, with with the uh, aiding of by uh, yes. by any stretch of the imagination. That is the um, with the aiding and abetment of Mills the Younger. There, I've uh, sidetracked everything for five minutes, and Michael is going to set a timer for five minutes because um, I want a couple of minutes from each of you on what you think of your new daylight loomy lamps that have arrived courtesy of the sponsorship deal that we've sorted out with them and i'm going to nominate first graham yes well a couple of things i suppose um first of all the packaging is is excellent that is really cool um 
and I was very impressed because it's well, I wasn't really sure what to expect to be honest with you, Rob. And mm. I th- kind of thought it would just be, you know, like maybe a small package, you know, like you get from B and Q or something, you know. It's fairly it's, it's boy. humongous. This thing is a proper piece of kit. Um, so getting that out, opening up, was like, oh, this is very exciting, very nice to put together, very professional. Um, the thing I think that we've all commented on was the the uh, how well the clamp works. So I've got yep. quite a small painting area. Um, so I don't have a lot of room for paints and stuff. And what is great about this light, this light is really big and it covers a huge area, but its actual kind of footprint on the desk is really quite small, amazingly. And this clamp is rock solid, so it's not going anywhere either. So I've been super impressed with that because it actually freed up some room from what I was using previously, um, which is great. Um, the other thing is uh, the it's a big difference. I must admit, I wasn't quite sure what to expect. But I have, as I alluded to earlier in the program, um, it makes an enormous difference to what you're doing because you can actually see stuff. And I've seen a lot more things in my models that I would have probably missed. And, and it's one of those things where you kind of paint in your own home and you think, ah, oh, that's all right. And you get it onto somewhere where it is quite brightly lit or in daylight. It's like, oh my God, what do, I missed all of this stuff. No chance of that with this thing. So, first of all, it's really easy to put together. Secondly, the range of movement i think is is amazing it is like having your own surgeon's light you know like you see because you can move it anywhere right which i think is also something that i didn't have before with the light that i had it was a fixed position couldn't really move it around whereas this thing i can move it exactly where i need it to be and it is super bright really super bright the the big kind of array of lights that on it give it a great thing and it's actually i was the only thing i was worried about was that it would be too bright um because I paint while my wife watches TV. And so I didn't want, you know, if it was just like this big reflection of glare that she wouldn't see, but I can actually angle this light. So that the reflection in the TV screen is very limited. So everything is golden. So that's really good news as well. So yeah, it's a big piece of kit. It's really cool, really well put together. Um, and it makes an enormous difference to your painting. It really does. I mean, I'm still a bad painter, but I can see where I'm a bad painter. So yeah. That's my uh, that's my takeaway. Thoroughly recommend it. Yeah. Oh, surely good. Well, well, we'll keep on the Mills theme and we'll see what uh, Mills the younger, Mister Chris. Yeah, what do you I mean, reckon? Uh, similar to sort of uh, a vein of thought as, as Graham really. So on my desk, it's uh, uh, it, there is about a half an inch, maybe an inch bit of uh, overextending uh, surface that potentially it could grip onto. And when I've done my uh, microphone arm on the same bit I've had to use other stuff to make sure it's got enough grip to support it mm-hmm. um, but actually because of the shape of the base of this it provides more purchase yeah so actually the the, the um, bit that goes under the desk the sort of the I don't know the plate bit I guess is actually only sort of half on the gripping the wood but because the top of it there's so much more purchase area it's solid. It's not moving, which is great. Um, which I, I was really worried about because I was like, I don't want this thing to fall over and break and, yeah, uh, um, you know, last twenty five seconds basically. Mm. So that's really good. <clears throat> yeah. The other thing is, um, the light. The fact it's got two light modes is really useful. Um, mm-hmm. I, I keep it on the on the strong one, but you know if it's 
you know, perhaps a bit later in the evening or whatever, and I'm sort of uh, eyes getting a bit tired, turning it down, but you still get a good level of light out of it. It's not, um, you know, it's, it is a drop, but it's not it's too much that it sort of, you lose any sort of functionality out of it. Mm. Um, and also, I mean, yeah, for me, the, the, the posability of it, I can have it pretty much any position yeah. I want it. So I can have it over my shoulder, um, over my bad side. Um, and it means I don't, like I said, I don't miss things in shadows. I don't miss things in recesses. Um, which I think can happen when you're painting sort of, you know, tanks and stuff like that. Um, you know, you get the little shadows that form and you think, oh, it looks okay. But actually with the light that you get out of this, you, you do notice these things. Um, so yeah, I, I'm really impressed. I mean, it's got such posability that the head swivels, there's a join between the, the head and the actual arm as well. So it can go left and right and then put the up and down motion. It's, it's really good. Super, super impressed. Um, and also the arm holds it doesn't yeah. spring you yeah. know sometimes they can you know they've got a bit too springy and you have to sort of force them but when you let go it doesn't move it just that's a good point actually yeah i thought i hadn't realized that but yeah you're right it doesn't if you put it in a position it doesn't spring back to another position like some no. of these sort of amber poise lights do it, it just yeah it just goes it stay, yeah exactly you haven't got to fight it you just mm, go right yeah. that's where you are that's where you are um which I think, yeah, uh, I'm super impressed, super, super impressed with it. Actually, one um, other thing I forgot, I was I was a bit reticent to move it about when I first got it because I thought there's no way this is, you know, it looks like it's made of, you know, proper metal and stuff. But after a while, I'm, you know, moving it all over the place uh, without a care in the world. I know it's not getting off that base. It's just going nowhere. So and it's yeah. really nicely put together. So, so yeah, I think that's a really good point as well, Chris, that, um, you know, just that, that sort of, how good it is at doing those things and staying where it needs to be and you it gives you confidence in moving it about it, it's light that it gives out is half of the good thing that's about it if that makes sense <laughs> it gives out a really good light but actually the good thing is you don't have to worry about it you don't have to think oh it's slowly moving position you know it, it's doing, doing anything you don't want to do it just you put it somewhere it stays there um yeah. yeah, that's the thing that I thought was that, that wowed me over. I mean, it's got a ton of LEDs in it, so it is a super bright light if you want it to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very bright. Um, yeah. Go on then, Mike. Uh, right. Well, I mean, I got it. I was the last person to get it, but. <laughs> Furthest uh, north. Yeah, Furthest north. But it was really really nice pack i would say about the packaging because yes it was well packaged but what i didn't like about the packaging and i'm going to pass this on to them because i think it's valid criticism was everything was wrapped in plastic and it's a plastic that i can't recycle so okay right. that did it that mm. that was a little sort of uh, about it and that's you know yeah maybe that that's... kind of um that that sea that seaweed cellophane stuff that you can get now might be a, might be a nice replacement so it's do the same same thing but it is something that's biodegradable you just stick it in your garden bin yeah so i i you know i'll bring that up with them but it, it's fine it, it, it was it, it was absolutely absolutely fantastic i mean it literally i used to you know was like oh well it, it's not gonna bother me that much you know having a having a new having a new light's not going to make that big a difference to me. I've already got a well-lit area. And we I'm could like, tell. Sorry? We could tell. <laughs> yeah, 
I had a well-lit area, but no, it's a whole nother level of lighting. And now when I have it turned off, like turn it off now, my, it looks dark. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it's it's really really good, and it has you know shown up bits on I'm painting, and I'm like oh I need to work a bit better on that. I think yeah when I was um when I tried it through sort of through the day, so when I, I turned it on at twelve o'clock in the afternoon, and then I've gone back at you know and I, I paint next to a window, so I've got natural light source as well. Mm-hmm. But the light that it puts out um, is so much more powerful than that. That also, when I've come back to it, and I've got it on now, I'm doing a recording. But the light feels the same. Mm-hmm. You know, the window, it, it, may, it wouldn't matter what time of day it was. Yeah, you don't notice. That. You don't notice the the actual solar transition. You just yeah. you're just like, oh, it's it's bright daylight. Okay. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Which is really good because. Sorry, I took the wrong moment to have a, a bite to eat. Um, <laughs> because if you pick up bits, you know, you might want to come back to something in the evening and you might worry that the light is going to be different. Yes. Yeah, earlier in the day. Yeah. yeah, whereas this is a constant uh, and that's really good. Um, that's, yeah, you know, perfect, I think. What I found about it is it's consistent. And that's what I like. There's a consistent light now where I paint it's not subject to clouds of ang because I've got a uh, next to me. I've got like a patio door uh, and a south-facing garden, and I thought that was pretty good. But it, you know, you realise how much variation it's been subject to after you use it for a little while, yeah. and that consistency of light, I think, is what makes it better. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm not saying this is going to be a magic lamp that's going to transform my painting, <laughs> but what it is going to do is help me see better how to improve, especially, you know, when I'm painting at night. Uh, Reduces your eye strain as well. It does, yeah. Yeah. Yes, I, I, I I'll admit that that's definitely been a big that's definitely been a big deal. Um, reducing my eye like eye strain because you know I, I use blue light filters on the computer um so often, but um. I've never really thought about, you know, the light source is needing, you know, to look better um, for that sort of thing. And, you know, proper daylight temperature mm-hmm. is definitely less, less strain on my eyes, you know. So um, although the girls think my area, my, my painting area is now ridiculously well lit because I've kept the LEDs up. Um, although they've transitioned to just being more um, just lighting the rest of the room as opposed they're to spark- their sparkly garnish now. Yeah, sparkly garnish. Yes, that's, that's a good way. Of it. I, I, I make them a nice color. That's no, a good track name, isn't it? Sparkly garnish. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but no, absolutely. I can't praise these lights enough, and I never thought I would. I thought I'd be like, you know, saying, "Oh yeah, they're good." Yeah, for the for yeah. the marketing stuff. But <laughs> we 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 we'd be saying what we had to say for the for the dollar, but uh, actually they. You know, they are, they are, they are, they are really they are. good, you know. Yeah. Yep, they're really, really good. Yeah. <laughs> they're phenomenally good. Yeah. Well, we can, we've got a meeting with them, when is it, next week? So probably um, just before this actually comes out, we'll have had a, a meeting with um, our main contact and their global their global head of advertising. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so we will be um, sorting out details of the uh, survey and whatnot and everything, and we'll get it out to everybody there in internet land as soon as possible. We might, I don't know, we might even do it in an audio format. Um, and just say right answer these questions on an email and return it to and that way we know every bleeder's got it then <laughs> yeah yeah we'll see. but we'll be sharing this far and wide because i think that that you know knowing that these guys need to know they they want to know about our hobby they want to you know that although i've not been interacting with them uh, as much as rob have it does seem like they genuinely want to make products um which you know fit our fit how we do things mm-hmm. uh I, you know and the, the, there's a cynical part of me well it's because they want the money but of course they want the money and if they didn't get the money they wouldn't do stuff that you know works well yeah. if that makes yeah. any sense so um we'll help them to make money and we'll get better stuff out of it if that makes any sense yeah yeah yeah, yeah. What, sure. what we need them to invent is uh, the perfect lamp for using in a hotel room the night before an event so that you can get uh, <laughs> sort of portable travel version. yeah that, that doesn't have any footprint to use on the hotel desk it's got an anti-gravity motor built in so it just floats above the thing is this desk. would be okay for that yeah he says just thinking about it now i could fold it up put it in my suitcase that i take to events put that on a desk in a uh, a hotel <laughs> And, and turn up with a based army to the event. Don't don't get out of hand here then, You do say I mean I I mean people who I mean I travel sometimes for work and actually I've painted models in hotel rooms before now because there's nothing else to do in the evening. So anyway, maybe there is a market there. But anyway, I think it's it's an interesting thing. It's obviously the first sponsorship that we've had, so um and it's really nice to be working with such a great sort of product i guess because we're all very keen on it and it, and it definitely like i said it, it's it, it makes a huge difference and you can see why a lot of the pro painters use this uh, megan keeps pinching mine to uh do cross stitching and crafting with yeah exactly multi-purpose cool there you go all right there we go thanks for the uh, little diversion there no worries and, uh, we will now get back on track with uh, with the solar auxilia Well, ladies and gentlemen, this is the time when Michael's going to talk about some fluff. And seeing as we got a really great response to my um, more casual fluff explanation, um, I'll do it again. So have you ever heard of the Saturn 9 audio? Well, basically, it was the um, dominant uh, governing body of the Saturnine um, system. So that's around Saturn. Of course, we know that. And they ran the Saturnine fleet, which formed uh, a basis for a large part of the um, of the solar fleet, um, eventually becoming a huge thing in and of itself, which you can read about in the Battle of the Abyss. It's a big deal in there as the Saturnine fleet is sort of coming to an end as its culture and stuff is being absorbed by the greater Imperial fleet. Now, the Saturnine order ran a fantastic uh, bunch of troops, uh, naval troops, which uh, eventually became part of the Imperium. 
and were changed by it into the Solar Auxilia. The Solar Auxilia were the uh, fleet-based army that were capable of dealing with any little petty conflict, um, suppressing any troublesome colonialists, uh, and basically being all-round badasses that dealing with the little conflicts that the Legionus Astartes were way too busy to deal with, because Astartes can't be everywhere, can they? So these guys were basically, you know... Right, this little conflict is too small for the space marines to deal it would deal with. You know, you get on and do it. So that's basically what they did. Uh, the first ten regiments became the um, were, were, were formed as the Saturnine Ram. They were all outfitted in Saturnine Void armor, uh, and they uh, were all about discipline, coherence, aggressive defense, concentrated firepower. The most elite troops of the uh, Imperial Crusade, uh, well, elite human troops that is, and uh, basically um, Saturn continue to provide regiments but as the crusade grew larger the needs of the imperial navy grew larger the needs of the of the greater crusade you know grew larger um saturn was no longer able to provide enough manpower for the solar auxiliary fleets forces which were massively in demand every imperial commander wanted some sat some solar auxiliary under his control and um Basically, they um, ended up having to raise regiments on other worlds. So other worlds started to uh, bring, you know, raise their own solar auxiliary regiments, even though they weren't solar. So they consisted of regiments and cohorts. Uh, I think cohorts were about 120,000 troops uh, under a martial solar, uh, broken down into sub-cohorts. And um, it, it's, it's quite an interesting... The book... It's really, really interesting. If you can get hold of book uh, of the book they're in, and I forget which one is it, book four? Yeah, book four. Um, fascinating. It, it really goes into a, a lot of detail about the organization. It's great. As you say, it, say later in the show, this army was a passion project of, of one particular designer at the uh, Ford World Studio. And these troops are amazing. They wear their, their, they've got their solar pattern void armor, a carapace reinforced environment bodysuit with fully integrated support units, all issued with Calabrav V1 pattern LAS rifles. They were the cookie, they were basically cookie cutters, you know? This is the, what a solar auxiliary regiment looks like. Every solar auxiliary regiment looks the same. Same equipment, same everything. And that is part of their interest they're a uniform organization whereas the militia were very much a yeah just whatever anyway we'll we'll, we'll let you uh we'll we'll go in and we'll talk about the the uh, solar auxilia crunch now but there isn't that much fluff about them which is a shame there really should be more <laughs> um and um we really wish there was more and perhaps that's something that we as a fan community can help develop you know I think I can speak for the show. When I, if you are a solo auxiliar player out there and you have written your own backstory and fluff, we want to hear about it. Send that information to us. We'd love it. Anyway, uh, on to the fluff. Crunch. So now it is time for us to move on to the main event, uh, the Solar Auxilia. 
And serial killers are often described as one of those things that come around to every hobbyist. Uh, you know, you do your legions, you might do your uh, two or three of those, and then it, you get to the point where serial killers become uh, in the headlights, as it were. So let's uh, let's let's talk you through them, all the intricacies, uh, and uh, what delights they can bring to your tabletop. Uh, yeah. They're an, they're an interesting army, actually. Yeah. Sorry, I think because they're they're not an easy army to win with. They're they not. Aren't. They're not an army that you would play to be top table player. I think that they they appeal to the more narrative aspects. Although there are some units that do have a bit of a surprise sting in the tail. They don't have that strength and depth. I mean, if you look at their profile, for example, the best armor save that your troop choices can get is four plus. Which is odd when you consider that militia can get a three plus armor with one of their um whatever they're called not rights of war but you know what I mean yeah um, provinces 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 you know, so it's like hold on a minute I think it's fair to say that the solar auxilia are in a odd area and that they've not really been developed beyond the initial release I think that's part of their attraction yeah and I think that there's something they're about a proper them. snapshot yeah and I think they're also you, to have a, a competitive game with the Solar Auxiliary, you've got to be on the top of your game. If you said, I mean, you can't necessarily rely on the rules to win for you. I know that sounds a bit weird, but they have a certain appeal to me. Anyway, and I did mine was the fact that actually they are a pretty hard army to win with, and you, most people expect them to get rolled over by the Marines. So more Marine equivalents. It's the same as you know, I used to play Guard in in 40k. Yeah, and that was the same, even against you know. Com- comparable um comparable armies in sort of early tau you yeah. know you would you would have to be on it from the you know seize initiative role basically yeah so i think there's a lot of really cool things and that, and the other thing that we talked about this which is something that i was interested in is that, I, that there's something about these the mechanicum militia uh black shields all of these armies that don't have their own kind of history so they give you quite a lot of scope to me sort of make your own, um, which I like. I think that, that gives them a little extra, you know, gives you a little bit of an impetus to say, actually, I'm going to make up a story behind this army. For example, this solo auxiliary army, like the one I've used, is a is a kind of like a, a sort of almost like a fallen company that's been scratch built together from various wars, you know, and they've got their own history and they've got their own whole kind of backstory, and that, that's just come from playing them and thinking about the models when you paint them. So. I think that's a really attractive aspect for if you want to play the solar auxiliary, but they aren't a top table winning army. You, they're not. You're not in it for the win with the solar. You can auxiliary. get you can get blown away in two turns pretty easy if you're unlucky. Yeah, and but you have to you, speaking from experience. Are, yeah, there are ways to get around it. I think that's the thing, and that's what I liked about them is that there's a challenge that you know I have to really think about every unit and how it supports every other unit. Whereas with you know the the legions quite rightly because they're super hard humans or human-esque you know they've got great units for smashing through in close combat they've got great firing units right so i think whenever we've seen someone with a solar rocks army they've always got a story to it which i think we had some kind of legends where people had written up histories on them Mm. Um, that chap that we played at the doubles event yeah um that was friends with the battle bunnies guy um he had a whole story behind them you know like i said they are 
It was good stuff. They're, 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 a, they're a narrative player's army. Yeah. It's the best, you know, it's never, this is my army, this is the salamanders. End of conversation. It's always, this is my army, this is Viscount. Yeah, that's right. uh, you know. You know, Hazars, whatever, and things like that. Yeah. Do, do, just, I mean, obviously, I don't know the fluff as well as you folks. There aren't any solar auxiliary books, are there? I mean, I'm assuming they're mentioned in passing, but they're not actually, unlike, say, the Mechanicum, where they've actually got their own books. Everything else is space cream based. I don't think they've had their own proper no. look at yet. We've got one character in Saturnine who I think is a solar auxiliar. Um, that's yes, he it. is. Yeah, yeah. The, I think, uh, commander. Is he a commander? I thought he was just or an he's ordinary. A, he's an officer of some description. Isn't he? I yeah, thought but... he was just like a not NCO uh, who makes up lots of cool stories. No, no there's a high rank. There's a high ranking. No, that's not. Uh, he's not solar orcs. He's militia. No, he's probably militia. Oh, uh, I thought he was solar orcs. Okay, no, yeah, but he's militia. The, the 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 chap you're thinking of, Rob, um, who who takes the takes the tough deal. Um, yeah, yeah I, I think he's the solar orcs guy. Yeah, but the, I think they've had the odd mention ever since they were introduced, but they've not had anything beyond that. I've always thought it weird that militia and solar arts got broken into two different things. So isn't this, I suppose this is part of the fluff of them, but I always imagine the solar auxiliary were part of the crusade. I know that militia probably were as well, but militias were kind of formed on planets and they were like planetary defense forces, whereas the solar auxiliary were formed to be crusaders, if that makes any sense. That was my kind of, that's how I, sort of interpreted the difference between the two branches one felt like it was the solar auxiliary for example was very well kind of equipped and funded whereas the militia was kind of more your standard you know cookie cutter stuff but then yeah, well, militia was like the militia is is sort of well, I, no i'd say that that it's more that the militia are um the militia uh, sorry not the militia that the solar auxiliary are more cookie cutter because you know, every militia, every solar auxiliary more or less follows the same pattern of of stuff, yeah. whereas the militia is all unique and yeah. subject okay. to its planets, uh, you know, hives, culture and stuff. I suppose it would be better equipped rather than the militia. Yeah, they're, they're sort of like supposed to be the best of the best um, of the solar, uh, but you know. They sponsors on their Lehman Russes. No, they can't, and they they have worse armor. <laughs> so <laughs> anyway, so those are some limitations, right? The, the first things first, obviously the big mistake that I made when I first played Cerberus is playing them like I would Marines. They, they don't play like Marines and they can't play, they can't go toe to toe with Marines in combat. Most of the time, you know, they're strength three, toughness, three humans. Yeah. You're, so they're going to strip, you know, you're wounding a Marine on fives. It's always, you know, yeah, the guns. Your bodies up. squad and hope. The guns. I mean, on the we talk about the the storm squads. They've got Volkites, but the other the Laz rifles again, low strength. Um, sort of rifles, strength three. So it's it's tough going, and it's quite they're quite expensive in comparison to militia. You know, if you want to get a horde army, it's still pretty pricey in terms of points. Never mind the actual cost of buying them physically, because you know that's a whole different story. But yeah, so. 
that said, <laughs> all of the challenges that we put up front, <clears throat> part, part of the challenge is that, and that is what I like about them. I think you could do it using GW Plastic Guard um, if you wanted to. I don't think it would have to be crazy expensive. Um, I think, Rob, you did that, didn't you, Rob? I did. Um, I used Anvil Industry. Yeah. yeah. Uh, special ops units and the amount of flack I got on the face gash because my guys didn't have the um, fishbowl helmets. Because obviously, when you're when you join the Solar Orcs, what they do is they actually weld that thing onto your head. Um, apparently, because uh, <laughs> the amount of flack I got for my guys didn't have it on. It's like they're not Solar Orcs. They don't have the helmets. It's like, can they not take them off? Yeah. How, how you know how do they make more? How do they make more little solar orcs if they can't take their armor off? Yeah, I've seen someone who used Militarium Tempestus models. Yeah. Um, and Cadian uh, Hazard, is it Hazard um, suits to uh, from Forgeworld the Hazard upgrade kit? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, the yeah. Um, yeah, I know what you mean the Hazardous um, environment suit one. Yeah. Yeah, who got absolute hell. From people on Facebook for um for 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 creating his own sort of like and his story was they're literally it's it you know they're just before the siege of terror they can't get resupplied they're using whatever they can get yeah I mean those the the, the silence Felitaris makes perfect sense to me yeah mm-hmm. uh, and it made per- it, it just made perfect sense to me anyway so I mean I've, I used Death, Cre- Death Core or Creed models in my Star Auxiliary because there, there wasn't a Star Auxiliary model to do it anymore. I had to use something, right? So otherwise it's like have the unit or don't have the unit. And it, the, the kind of the rationale behind that was that it was a you know combined company, but fundamentally it was still a solar auxiliary. Um, but anyway, let's get on with this. Yeah, so, so special rules. Special rules. Okay. Um, Shall I start with the first one? Can do. Uh, we've got... Disciplined fire, so all models with this rule uh, get to fire Overwatch at ballistic skill two when using pistols, assault, and ready rapid fire weapons. So basically all the infantry in there, um, which is great, but obviously no AP on your weapons, so it's not massive game changer, but it is great because the Volkite charges. Yeah. It's they're, still they're rapid, it's, they are rapid they are assault so they it's still better than BS one oh yeah for sure hitting on fives yeah. and hitting on sixes yeah it's still better it's still better than BS one and it's as I said you know someone was trying to tell me oh but it just means they're no good and it's like yeah but in forty k you ha- Overwatch is a stratagem it isn't in them no so in forty k it's universal so anything that gets you the potential to sh- to get more hits is good so. Yeah. I still think it's good. It's not, you know, it's not going to set the world on fire, but yeah, I mean, bear in mind you can do that with melter guns. You can do it with flamers, and they can take both of those in in your unit. So mm-hmm. yeah, I think it's it's it gives them a nice little something. Yeah, definitely. The, the reality, of course, is that if you're getting charged by something, you're probably dead the next turn anyway, because that is not where yeah. you excel. Unless, at least you get a chance it, to shoot them first. Yeah, unless it's mil- militia uh, penal troops, then you're probably going to get beaten up. <laughs> But if you can stop combat from happening for a little bit, yeah, I mean it's yeah, it's, it's hitting on fives. I mean with the Volkite charges, it's great because it's like ten shots. Um, and wounding on fives with Deflagate, so 
I'm sorry, yeah. on threes would definitely get extra strength. L- last time I played against Solar Auxilia, I tried to charge a storm section, and they took out enough of my guys that I was just out of charge range when mm-hmm. when I rolled. So, got you. Yeah. Okay, let's talk through the next bit, Chris. So, did did stupid bloody thing. Uh, right, okay. Uh, close formation fighting, akin to the Greek and Macedonian phalanxes. Two, what? Two or more. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Two or more models with this rule in base contact during an assault phase game, plus one weapon skill, uh, helping stall those marine killers. Those killer marines, sorry, my eyes gone funny. Uh, like with the real life formation, this is meant to be used for gaining such holding ground while support units like tanks and artillery do the real pummeling. Of course, assume this formation only when assaulters are upon you. Your enemy also uh, has artillery with their own, bear in mind. So, yeah, mm-hmm. blasted plates will not be your friend. Um, use your charge and pile in moves to lock arms, then you consolidate and run moves to break apart again. Yeah, very yeah, cool. I mean, yeah, I mean, getting plus one weapon skill is kind of useful because they, I think, they start with weapon skill three. Three, yeah. So yeah. making it, you know, force to hit and force to wound. Sorry, five to wound. Still tough, right? In close combat. I just avoid it like the plague with my solar auxiliary army. But yeah, it's a nice to have. Uh, what else have you got this? Oh, yeah, this was apparently some some ref throwback to previous editions. Uh, yeah, uh, similar rule back in third edition. Yeah, yeah there was. Uh, okay, what about, what about hold the line then, Rob? Uh, so, yeah, this is... Uh, I quite like this one. If you've got a squad that's within 12 inches of another unit from the same Tercio, which is basically platoon, that isn't falling back, you can re-roll morale and pinning checks. Uh pinning rolls of a six in the psychic or shooting phases so you can still run away in combat chances are you're already dead um but it helped sort of it does help them in help them with that it's it's kind of handy because your vexillas don't allow you to re-roll the morale checks like the legion ones do mm-hmm. yeah um i very rarely use terracos with more than one thing in it though to be fair mm. so I, if i've got you know, you've got six troop choices, and I'd rather have six troops that, you know, spread out rather than in the Terracos. That's just me. I mean, you can put, I think, is it two or three different? Three. You could have three storm sections in one Terraco or storm section and two Laz rifle sections or two different, three different types. It's all cool, I suppose. But, yeah, I, I tend to split it out just because I want them to go in transports or something to protect them a little bit. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I I tend to not use that Terraco thing, but maybe it's a trick that I'm missing. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then structured command is. Um, do, do you want to talk us through that, Graham? Yeah, sure. So um, this is one of the things that's really useful about um, Solitary. So the Lord Marshals are the Warlord, unless you've got a named character. There's only one. Um, if you lack any, yes, this is the kind of command structure, which is slightly weird. If you haven't got a Lord Marshal, then a Legate Commander is the Warlord, which you can get as part of the command squad. Um, if you haven't got those, that, oh, sorry, Legate Commander is the non-upgraded version of the Lord Marshal. Then not having any of those, you get the Stratego of any of your tactical command sections. And then failing that, um, then you get the Tank Commander with the priciest tank being the Warlord, but you won't have a trait. But this won't actually happen because he's a he can't be a compulsory troop choice. 
it can't be a compulsory HQ choice. No. So you can't just take a tank commander and say he's he's in the Lehman Russ. That's my HQ sorted. Yeah, so, that that makes me think that maybe he was supposed to be able to be. I mean, you can be, of course. Bear in mind that. Oh yeah. That that means you can. Still an allied be the, detachment. An allied detachment just means that you can't be for a primary detachment. So you can take a tank commander in a tank as your single HQ choice for a allied detachment, which is what I do if they're going as allies. So yeah, that's why. But yeah, he can't be. Unfortunately, you, the dreams of having a sort of tank regiment, which we talked about last week with the um, Mornaval, you can't do that with um, currently with the um, Sorox. Yeah, yeah, which is a shame. It is a shame. I think it's a trick they probably missed, but maybe they were going to go down that route at some point. I think when you've got um, events like Talan and stuff still to come in, in books. Yeah, uh, that's what I'm thinking. You know, keeps keep some of the powder dry kind of. Uh, plastic yeah. Dracosans, baby. Plastic Dracosans. <laughs> okay. So um, what about kind of war gear and stuff, Michael? Uh, okay. So going on to war gear, um, their basic armor, you've got void armor. So that's a four plus and reinforced void armor, which rerolls failed armor saves. Hmm. The one thing I love is the explorator adaptations. All the tanks have this. Yes. So you re-roll failed dangerous terrain tests. Yes. Uh, a six plus plus, so it's a, you know a six a six up invulnerable save against blast templates, and it counts as void hardened. Um, so that is um, great. Um, no, sorry, I've read I've read I've read the wrong thing there. Um, yeah. So and you know the vehicles you, you, just you zipped onto explorer adaptation, but that's fine. Yeah, the, 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 they're just tough. They're just yeah. tough vehicles, and um, it's included on all vehicles that can take dozer blades. So why would you take a dozer blade? <laughs> never, never, never took a dozer blade on them because you save five points per model. So I always take a dozer blade. So basically, yeah, it's the same as a dozer blade, except it gives you a six plus in one save against blast templates. Because dozer blades look cool, and it's worth paying five points for your model to look cool. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> My manatee like snort <laughs> of uh, that nonsense. Um, though they do look cool, of course. I wouldn't pay five points for them, but I don't have to. Um, so, yeah, I think they are cool, definitely. And that is that is quite a nice thing, that exploratory adapt- adaptation. Um, where did we get to with the armour? So we know we got void hardened armour. We, we did both of them. And just, oh, we did know. the reinforced one as well. Okay. Yeah, we did the reinforced yeah. one. Yeah. Okay. Um, but their void armor is better than marine armor, remember, because you don't get the minus one penalty the marine ones have. Um, yeah, that's true. Yeah. For sweeping and consolidation, is it, that you get minus mm-hmm. one? Yeah. So, yeah, uh, re-roll failed saves against um, templates and blasts. Sounds great. The reality is the armor is so paper thin that most of the time it goes straight through it anyway, any blast mm-hmm. templates. The only thing I can think of off the top of my head would be, I suppose you get re-rolls against um, normal flamers. And, and those, what's those launchers. what's those comedy new rounds with the new arquebus is it the oh, um, yeah. carcass rounds is it yeah they were ap they were ap6 i think five or five or six wasn't it certainly something um okay I, I, I remember listening to that episode at work and you you bemoaning them as uh utter um bob, 
bobbins and nonsense bobbins and other and sorts nonsense. of other sorts bobbins. of uh, PG thirteen terms that would never come out of your mouth in any other circumstance. <laughs> bobbins and nonsense sounds like a solicitor's office. <laughs> Welcome to the, <laughs> Welcome to the, from the office yeah, of Robinson yeah, yeah, they're, 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 they're in charge of the Ex- contract Ex- arrangements Ex- for Ex- Ex- fist. Uh, carcass shells AP4 oh, I don't know you won't even get a save from those hang on so yeah, and then people were, wonder why you were things it's tough uh, ordnance 1 barrage last blast 5 inches flesh bane ignores cover and pinning oh you won't even get that they, they'll go through they'll go through your solar auxiliary like a knife through butter. Are they always to, that good? <laughs> to I don't think they were. Brick I thought they were rubbish when they strength, were first. Strength two AP four. They are strength two, but oh, flesh bane. Yeah. So flesh bane. Oh, they're flesh bane, so they're not. No. Two no, plus two. AP four. I suppose they're okay against mechanicum and obviously solar auxiliary and militia. I guess if you haven't given them the um, whatever it is, veterans of the long war. I think. Um, Survivors of the Dark Ages. Survivors yeah. of the Dark Ages. There you go. Veterans of the Long War, even better. That um, sounds horrid. So it is. So it is. Uh, what about the side jammer, Rob? Well, it gives you adamantium will, uh, which means that none of the pesky grandkids will get anything they shouldn't have done because it's been engraved on adamantium. No, um, it helps you with um, resisting. Uh, certain psychic powers. There's not many of them, obviously, in 30k. Mm. They're a bit like buses. Like you don't play a psyker for like 12 games, and then you get like demons and mm. one case sons like three on the bounce, like three turn up at once. Yeah. But, um, uh, but it keeps you not only useful really against witchfire, anyway, isn't it? I think. Yeah. It's anything that you can actually kind of dispel. So yeah, most of the time they're buffing the hell out of their models to to really give you a hard time. So. But it's it's something thematic. You can imagine them, you know, having engaged some kind of psychic Xenos race at some point, like oh, best do something about this, and giving them some kind of like null collars or something. Yeah. Um, Never know. bothered with them myself, but I'm sure there's a if you t- tooling up to deal with a particular army, they'd be useful. Yeah, or if you know you've you've run out of defense lines to buy. Hmm. <laughs> What's that? Um. So the next one is quite useful. I use these quite a lot. So this is the Vexilia. So just in case you were wondering, Vexilia, which is Latin for banner. There we go. Every day's a school day here at Edge of Empires Towers. Um, so the troop Vexilia it allows you to regroup despite incurring tw- in 25% casualties. So that's a bit like the Marines rule. Um, it also counts scoring plus one wound in close combat. So, Yeah. The chances of you actually doing a wound in close combat is pretty pretty remote. The <laughs> chances of drawing a close combat are even remoter, frankly. But hey, it's there. Um, and they come from solar rocks on solar rocks or solar rocks on militia. Yeah, you true. never know. Now, the the one that's a bit more useful, I think, uh, is the cohort vexilli, which comes with the command squad. Now, this is really really useful. This has got me out of a few binds because anything within twenty four ignores casualties when taking morale tests, so effectively making them stubborn. And there's also, we'll come on to with the, the Legate Commander, the entire army can use his um, his leadership, leadership if, he, if he's not sat in a tank. If he's not, in a, or in close combat. Yeah. So um, you can end up basically with leadership 10, 
stubborn troops, which is not bad, right? No. I mean, you're going to just murder them anyway, but at least they're not going to run away in the process. So, yeah. So that's the cohort vexillia is a super useful little thing I found. Okay. And um, Chris or Michael? Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, do, 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 do. Uh, why I wouldn't give to avoid close combat. Uh, the Emperor heard your plea. This is a uh, minus D3 to enemy assaults targeting the bearer or their unit. And um, uh, oh god, stop w, hammer of I couldn't remember what the H was. I was like, oh, I know what the of wrath is, but I couldn't think what the H was. Uh, denies hammer of wrath, uh, better than some relics. I mean, that's you know, it's minus always. D3 inches to the charge, isn't it? So it's pretty yeah. good, yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah. um, it's not cheap either. I think it's about 10 or 15 points, maybe. That is that's cheap for minus D3 charge, yeah, yeah. I, I, there's. Yeah, I agree. It's not a bad thing. Um, I just want to keep my things a long way away from close combat. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Uh, obviously. But yeah, I, I think it's a pretty good upgrade, like I said, and that definitely the last place you want your commander in, particularly as you use, if you're using his um, leadership, is in close combat when they can't use his leadership to kind of buff the rest of the, un- of the, of the army, actually. Cool. Very good. So, so they've got some kind of unique things in there. Um we covered cover them. Some, some twists on some twists on some of the classics. Yeah, most of the other stuff is pretty much the same as the Marines and weapon wise and stuff. But there's a few these kind of unique bits of war gear that that are really um quite interesting. Again, it gives it a different sort of flavour. It's different things to play with. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Yeah. So shall we uh crack through very quickly the units? Now mm. we're not doing a full in-depth analysis of these because there's a lot to cover and i think that solar auxiliary will probably be an army we come back to sooner rather than later to go more in depth to if you guys are all right with that um but we'll start off with a legate commander who is pretty basic commander when not falling back or in combat anyone in the army can use his leadership for morale and pinning he's got a reasonable amount of equipment and can buy a cyber familiar in Iron Halo, or buy both, yep. and get a free up in, uh, you know, a free, uh, a re-rollable free up in Vaughn save. Not re-rollable. Is it not re-rollable? You keep nope. doing this. Oh, no. I was told it was re-rollable. Why, why, why would it be re-rollable? <laughs> no, it's not re-rollable. Ah, but he can't. But no, does the cyber familiar um, adds plus one? Yes, yeah, so to yeah, a invulnerable save. Four plus plus one for them gives you three plus invulnerable yeah. save. There we go. Right. But then when the, you the cheaters you keep playing, Mr. B, honestly. Yeah, you want to have a word with them. Oh yeah, it's re-rollable. There's three plus in one re-rollable. Flipping it. What's this? Blooming well, uh custodies. <laughs> book seven custodies, yeah. yeah okay. Moving seven. on. Uh Lord Marshal. I'll i I'll, I'll do the Lord Marshal because it is basically the same unit. It's just an upgrade. Uh, you get initiative attack leadership bonus of one and unlocks a bunch more weapon options like the Paragon Blade. You can take your household retinue squad, which are basically an extra, a slightly better storm squadron. Um, storm section, sorry, but we'll talk about them later. And he can pick his own warlord trait, which is why you pay this 35 points. 100%. So oh, there's, a, there's another reason as well. He gets a paragon blade. Well, yeah, yeah. He can take a paragon blade. He can, but I'm not. It's, it's I'm a strength not, four paragon blade. I'm not counting him for his. Blade. I'm not counting him for his combat ability. Exactly. His um. But I don't but, know uh, though, because if you've got strength four AP two with yeah. four attacks on the charge, with three up invulnerable, eternal warrior. 
Where's he getting Eternal Warrior from? Because he, he can pick his Warlord, warlord trait, trait, and one of his Warlord traits is Eternal Warrior. Yeah, I still tough for three, so you're going to be dead on. I suppose you have Eternal No, because then you stick him in the front of a unit of Karanite Ogryn, so the majority toughness is five, and you just use him to deflect <laughs> Las Cannon shots. <laughs> that's panel gaming, Mr. Robin. That's why I, we love it. I, yeah, I think. Okay. Heads up to the uh, anonymous donor who sent that tip through WhatsApp Messenger. I've I've used that very tactic, but I fairly quickly, personally, I think it's a waste of points. 25 points for a a unit that really isn't a close combat unit, I don't think. If you want to be going toe-to-toe with Marines, you want to be hitting the trees. You don't think any unit's a close combat unit? I don't don't think anything's a close combat unit where it's got that stat line of threes and threes, personally. Karanite Ogrins don't. They're a combat unit. But even then, they're really easy to kill really quickly because they got such shit armor. Oops. Oh, such poor armor. I know. I know. But anyway, hey, that's all good. But yeah, I I think that he's better personally. I feel he's better as a buffer for other things. So, for example, using his leadership across the whole army. You don't want him in close combat because otherwise he'd lose that leadership bonus. And that. And I think that the ability to pick your own warlord trait is super useful because there's they've actually got some good warlord traits. For example, blind barrage. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. So who, who wants to look at uh, the named character? He can't take a displacer matrix. Yeah. Which again, I'm a bit suspicious. You're right. You can, but if you roll a one, you end up coming back into the game on ongoing yeah. reserves, which again you could could make yeah. things very difficult for your army because then all of a sudden that strength that leadership 10 has gone down to leadership 7 or 8 yeah no, I just saw it in the uh, yeah I've in, thought in, about in it the quite list. often because it's like oh I can save a few points here but then it's like oh yeah. I know what's going to happen the first save I make I'm going to roll a 1 and end up being teleported back to yeah. of course we're familiar with that particular piece of equipment from the Mechanicum yeah mm-hmm. I, I think never... are we? I thought it was just I'm sure it's available for other armies. Uh, okay, fair enough. Cool. Um, shall I talk about Lord Marshal Eriton Massad? Massad. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the two named characters for the army, basically a Lord Marshal with weapon skill three, ballistic skill five, mastercrafted power sword, architect pistol, iron halo, side jammer, artist for armor, and it will not die, but only two wings. So. His uh, warlord trait is Master of the Battlefield, so is a Space Marine trait for some reason. I can't remember yeah, what Master of does. Is that three really, units that become... Something no. like that. But it's really weird. He's got a Space Marine trait, but he's all resilient. It's like, okay. Yeah. Fair enough. He's got Hatred all traitors, which is quite useful. And I'm his fine, Protector yeah. of Agathon rule means that the first time a vehicle Lord of War unique unit dies... Are you sure? He can call another one into on guard reserve. They haven't they FAQ'd this. Have they? Mm, I think they have, yeah. <coughs> but anyway, I thought it was. I was just reading the book. Yeah, they've definitely put an FAQ around. Oh, I'll find, find the FAQ. Give me two seconds. I've never used him to be honest with you. Um, yeah, no, just, I can't. I, I, I wouldn't personally use him. He's not gonna. Sp- you are right with Solar Auxiliary. You want to tell your story, not someone else's. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Let's talk about the command sh- section. Sh- 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 uh, hang on. Here we go. Irritant massage. Oh, 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 oh. 
he is in the uh, potential bag on a place to text the following. Irritable Missile has the might and industrial power of entire stellar domain to call upon service military needs and the wit to employ such resources effectively in the battlefield. As long as Missile is present on the battlefield, the first time any friendly unit other than a dedicated transport, Lord of War choice or unique unit okay. in the same detachment as him is destroyed. Roll a d6. On a roll of a 5 or 6, a new identical unit is placed in the controlling pairs <coughs> on going reserves. Ah. This effect will only occur once per game. So you, you shoot the demolition, <laughs> the single <laughs> demolition thing that you have to prevent. But I, mean, I suppose that would apply for a Lehman Russ. Lehman Russ can be 300 points, right? Yep. 250 mm-hmm. points. So mm-hmm. not that bad. But yeah, I knew they'd, things like Lords of War and stuff would definitely... Definitely. You weren't going to yeah. get too, yeah, too storm sort let, let me bring let me bring my warhound back on. <laughs> yes. When it when it's a would that cover for something like a Malkador Infernus? Yeah. So, yeah. It's not a lot of war. Yeah. It's not unique. It's not unique. That's not something you want coming back. Doesn't say super heavies. Just says uh, no. Just Lord of War. Malkador isn't a super heavy anymore. It's not. Malkador. Uh, let's have a look. Uh, dedicated transports can't Lord of War or unique units. Mm. So yeah, yeah, keep bringing that Malkador back on. Well, it just once. Only on, and it's only on well, five yeah. plus five, five or six. Yeah. So there's always it's only a thirty-three percent chance. Too risky for my blood. Let's put it that way. Anyway, who was going to talk about the command section? I can do uh, that one if you want. Mm-hmm. Yeah, go for it, Rob. So it's 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 command section. It's a basic <coughs> command squad. So you've got a Stratego in there who has a Cogniz Sigmund, and he gets a strength nine, AP three, I believe, or AP two bombardment once per game, which is not to be sniffed at. Um, you've got a Proclamator who's got a Nuncio Vox. There's the Vexil- Vexillarius with the aforementioned cohort Vexilla. Uh, and then you can have between two and seven veterans as bodyguards, and some of them can have special weapons. Uh, two. So you can have, yeah, two of them. You can two. have two. I believe they can have um, grav. I believe they can uh, have haywire grenade launchers. That's the one. Which is Graham's favourite. Which is yeah. exactly what I gave my squads because they're super useful. Um, yeah. Not to be overlooked, this actually, I feel, because I use these quite a lot. The Cognus Signum is really useful because it obviously you can give plus one to um, ballistic skill for nearby units. The Vexelia, like I say, makes them effectively stubborn. Um, <coughs> excuse me. The Orbit Bombardment is, in fact, yeah, it is. I'll just have a look, actually, while we're here, because I was curious about that as well. Uh, strength 9 AP2. Yeah, pinning large blasts, so so a good bombardment. Pretty and, tasty. Um, yeah, not that bad at seventy-five points, really. I mean, and you can get an extra um, guy if you like the bodyguard fellas for only five points each. So they're pretty pretty natty. So I use these quite a lot. I think they're really good because the bombardment's cool. The cognitive sigma also acts as a augury scanner, so. Your guys with the haywires can shoot things like errant and um, blooming leviathans and at least try and strip a couple of hole points off them with a, with some shooting. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, pretty good. I think they're a good choice for an HQ. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Um, okay. Uh, 
Chris, do you want to talk us through your favourite, the uh, tank my, commander? My favourite. Uh, yeah, so uh, Auxilia Tank Commander. He is uh, 55 points. Uh, you can upgrade a Lehman Russ, Malkador, Valdor, or Baneblade variant to become a command tank, giving anyone within 12 inches of it a reroll for their morale. Um, also gets to choose a special rule that applies to that uh, that tank. Uh, which can be from a list of Tank Hunter, It Will Not Die, Scout and Move Through Cover, Preferred Enemy, Monster Hunter, and uh, Precision Shots. Um, and he can't be yes, he can't be the compulsory HQ choice. Um, and he does make the tank specific skill four. Yes, he does. Which, yep. is, super which is super useful, yeah, absolutely. Um, absolutely. I, like uh, like Pask did in yeah, the guard. He is very similar, actually. Yeah. Um, he can also base. go into the shad- the storm sword. Did you put that? Oh yeah, sorry, uh, storm blade, storm lord, yeah, storm ba- hammer. Yeah, blade var- variants. Anything on that bl- that chassis. Yeah, anything on a bend. But also chassis. they're also they're unique tank. You know the big one that I've got, the shadow malarkey thing. Shadow yeah, sword. yeah, it's still a, still a storm blade. hammer. Is it? Yeah, it's still a bane blade va- uh, variant. Yeah, still yeah. It's the storm hammer, isn't it? The one with all the guns. All yeah. of the guns. Okay. I wouldn't the, say the, the body's the same. It's, it's, you know. The body is the same, you're right. Um, I guess it's just the size. It's like a, a conqueror. It's, it's still the same body as a rust, but yeah. it's slightly different. Okay, yeah, cool. So, but yeah, giving that tank hunter is really useful. And yep. also being get it to Overwatch is also super useful. Um, so, I believe, where is that in here? Tank Ace. Do you have that in there? No, I don't. Yeah, it can may fire Overwatch with any weapon eligible to do so. Super useful. Yeah. Again, I know that's my key word. Here. <coughs> yeah. Um, but I suppose it's. I mean, what can fire Overwatch? Um, well, uh, quite. I mean, for the the storm the thing, big stuff, I guess the bolters and things. Bolters. Um, anything that hasn't a blast template. Yeah, blast cannons. You can whack a load of heavy flamers on your um big tank you know there's like six there's like three guns each side yeah uh, and they can be swapped out for heavy flamers and you can also put heavy flamers on the um pintle mounts for example Mm -hmm. so that does at least give it a little bit of something i'm not quite sure how it works e3 wall of death for each one of those flamers yeah and it's like i don't know how it works because i've query this as to whether do they all fire or is it, is it basically the only the ones that can actually see the things charging them so for example if you charged it head on the ones on the side wouldn't be able to hit so they're not going to work anyway was it just d3 because of the wall of death but yeah it's um it, it's a good thing i say plus one ballistic skill is great as well and um, so that makes things really useful but i generally take most of the time i think i take tank hunter with him because he's yeah. kind of going for anti-tank role um, or even put him into a um, Vindicator. Vindicator? You mean Valdor? Yeah, sorry. No, or, um, a, or a Vanquisher Lehman Rust. Vanquisher, sorry. That's yeah, Vanquisher. There's, nothing, there's nothing cooler than a Vanquisher Lehman Rust with a tank hunter. Yeah. Uh, it's just, you know, there's something sexy about the idea of that. You know. And and he does give him, and he's hitting on threes, not fours, which is useful yeah. for that. Yeah, yep. yeah. That's what I did in the uh, last month's list challenge, wasn't it? I put him on. Yeah. Okay, so, yeah. so moving on to the elites. Um, should I cover the Medicaid? Yeah. Yeah, it's basically super cheap. Works out like a Space Marine Apothecary. Split between your squads. 60 points for free. And then each squad except one is 15. 
Mm-hmm. So not really much to say, just Medicaid. Great. He can age, he can join tactical command section, Lazarus section, flame section, Venatara storm section. So he can't join Ogrins. Which is a real shame. Yeah, and then you've got Surgeon Primus, who's you know, long out of print. I've got a nice to grab one. Um, you, he's really good, actually, because he's auto passing FMP, but also his FMP is four plus, not five plus. Mm-hmm. Um, or he can choose to recover a lost wound of a nearby unit at the end of each player turn. So he's great in a command squad um, for keeping things alive. Um, or you can put him, like I say, with, a, with one of the tactical squads, or something. not tactical squads, storm sections. So he's pretty cheap as well, but like I say, getting a hold of him is next to impossible, so you probably have to create a version of him from um, various medical yeah. Um, yeah. third-party models. Is that the chap that goes around with the guy on the bed? Yes. yes. Yeah. Yeah, I, think, yeah. I think the Imperial Truth put a complaint in because the guy on the bed looked like Greg. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, but, yeah, you'd have to... He has that gurney as part of it as well. So, yeah, yeah. I'd just try and model that, which would be quite tricky. Yeah. Not only is he carrying his own rock around the board, he's, he's pushing a poor patient around. The <laughs> <laughs> it's like, dude, yeah. boss, yeah. I've had my leg shot off. Can I go behind the lines? No, you can get up there and give feel no pain to them over there. Yeah. But four plus feel no pain is not to be, not to be sniffed at. Of course, the problem is strength six will negate that. And so... There's a lot of strength six out there. Mm-hmm. Cool. Very cool. Next. Probably me, is it? Go for it. But yeah, so the next in the elites is the rapier battery. Again, long out of print, sadly, so you'll have to go begging on something like Heresy Trading, third party models, or buy a 3D printer. So uh, it comes. Tell you what di- I did for these? You used the Krieg Quadmores, didn't you? I used the Creed Quadmore guys and I used the Space Marine laser destroyers and then just put them on the laser destroyers, basically. I think yeah. um, Cromlech do some similar rapier sort of stuff. Yeah, they do an alternative. Yeah. I think it's, it's in with their um, alternative tarantulas, I think, as well, that they do. Yeah. So as default, as default for rapier comes with a quad multi-laser, which is... It's totally useless. Yeah, it's a bit of a Millennium Prayer, really. It's just utter rubbish. Um, you can upgrade it to quad mortars, which obviously everyone knows and loves from the Marine list. Um, one of the uh, it is probably one of the better options. You can put a graviton cannon on it, which is you know it's, can be a bit hit and miss, but um, it's good at taking out vehicles because you know it's haywire. Or, yeah, you know, the, the only good... problem with the graviton for me is that mm. you can't do a Spartan in one turn because that's four whole points you can only take off three if you've got a maxed out squad this is true this is true good for uh facing against rhino rush though oh yeah if definitely you, if you if you if you wanting to take out spartans though you go for the final option which is the laser destroyers 36 mm-hmm. inch twin link last cannon with ordnance and ap1 yeah, you, you with every time there's a we talk marines, we talk about the laser vindicator, and this is the gun of the laser vindicator just without the vindicator. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just some smaller tracks on the side of it. It's yeah. yeah, what's what's not to like? It's like if smart, if smart car decided to make a laser vindicator, this is what you'd end up with. Yeah, pretty um, much. So yeah, no, they're pretty. Yeah, laser destroyer arrays. If you've got the opportunity to put laser destroyer rays on something, put laser destroyer rays on something because they work. 
Mm-hmm. They do some uh, they do some lifting. People always forget you can put them on Spartans, can't you? Yes, you can. No one ever bothers. Um, I think for a Spartan, you get more joy out of the last cannons. Yeah, the, tw- the twin links. The twin link, yeah, yeah. Um, right. Next on the list is the uh, Auxilia Ogryn uh, Charonite Char- squad. Yeah, get my teeth into the right order. Um, 185 points buys you three of these chappies and they've got void armor and they have the charonite claws which look pretty awesome Um, weapon skill 4 weapon skill 3 they are strength and toughness 5 and they each have three wounds so they are not uh, you know their armor lets them down but they're going to take a a beating when they want to Um, and they have some pretty cool rules as well um You've got the uh, Dead Man's Switch, for instance. So when the uh, squad fails a morale check, the owning player has at least... Uh, and Sorry, let me start that again. When the Charonite Ocran fails a morale check and the owning player has at least one unengaged HQ unit from the same primary attachment on the table, they may choose to employ the Dead Man's Switch. The Charonite Ocran immediately uh, negates the failed test but suffers D3 wounds with no saves of any kind allowed. Each wound is randomised among the surviving models in the unit. So that's it. You know, give them a little, little electric shock to get them focused on the job. Yep. It's a thing with those those um, claws as well, though. That, you know, six to hit becomes AP two instant death. Yeah. Yeah. And they go before power fists. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, they're you can't. Yeah, they're, they're toughness five. All right, anybody who's played custodies goes, yeah, toughness five. We can deal with that. And they've they've just got PJs on and a six plus uh, feel no pain. But if they can they can jump out because you know it's they can't go. You know, you, know, you stick them in a uh, what's it called? What's the big assault thing Storm called? Lord. No, Gorgon. No, the big big thing. Stormlord, so much better. <laughs> um. Yeah. Yeah, I mean the claws are ah uh, yes, the Charonite claws plus one strength, AP three melee, flesh flesh ripper. So as Rob said, uh, AP two instant death horribleness. Um, and the models look cool. They the do, models, the models are amazing. They're some of the nicest yeah. models I've painted. Actually, they just look great. But the reality, of course, is that again they are even going up against Marines with you know a Paragon blade or Ripperman a new one. Um, Terminators laugh at them most of the time unless you're rolling lots of sixes. So, yeah. I think if you do, if you're going to go with these, you've got to go big. You can't yeah. just go one unit of three. If you're going for Karenites, that's got to be the thing of your army. You go right. I'm going to come barreling at you in Gorgons or Storm Manatee name things. Yeah. I'm going to jump out and I'm going to hit you. So yeah, I, I use them quite often, but I use them purely for rule of court. To be honest with you, they just look great. They're just so much fun, and exactly like I feel like I'm running an army of big daddies from Bioshock, as as Marcus put put in here. But they are they very rarely they kind of flatter to deceive a little bit, but they look cool. So that's the main thing. But yeah, a bodyguard for your um uh, HQ choice if you were going to go down the Paragon Blade route wouldn't be a bad thing to do. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Cool. Who's next? Who's next? <laughs> uh, I guess that'll be me. Um, okay, so uh, right, the engines here auxilia. So you get an engines here, some servo automatas, 
You can buy two more engine sears and four more server automatas. Unlike the Medicaid, they stay as a unit. Now, these are great, but I would say lots of nice upgrades. But the thing you really want to take these for is Castellexes or Phalax. I 100% disagree. Okay, go on. <laughs> Tell me why you disagree. I disagree because you can give your servitors haywire grenade launchers. Oh, of course you can. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I got taken to bits by a server auxiliary unit full of servitors with haywire. Who'd have thunk it, right? But yeah, they're pretty cheap. And yeah, they are basic skill three. And there are all sorts of problems with servitors, but it's a really cheap and easy way to get in lots of haywire quite quickly. And they did a really good number on us, didn't they, Chris, at that doubles game? Yeah, yeah. That was the first game we played, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So you like, servitors? I'm not going to worry about servitors. And I was like, no, driving no, yeah. the tanks confidently up towards them. And he was like, all right, there's 10 haywire shots or whatever. It's like, oh, okay. I'm not going that way again. <laughs> I'm not messing around. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it was, it was a trick that I learned and I've, I've copied ever since. Yeah, but I go for the phalax, me personally. I guess for me, if you're putting castellax or phalax into an army, you know, you'd have to sort of argue whether it's something you'd – is it part of the army? So, I mean, I, I don't know. I would, if we're going to go with them, I'd try and keep with them. I wouldn't give them melter guns, for example, but definitely the haywire grenades, 24 inches, 24 inch haywire is quite long for haywire in um, heresy. You know, most mm-hmm. of them are quite short range. So it, it, it's, they're a good unit, actually. They are a good unit. The engine seer, of course, can fix stuff as well. Um, if you've got tanks, which you probably will have in some form or another, it doubles up for there as well. Mm-hmm. And I think you can give the engine here an a augury scanner. So again, they're a good deterrent unit for dropping dreadnoughts in your back line. And you can take a phase. You can take a phase plasma fusel. Or is that okay. the? Can he? Wow. Or is that the other chaps? And that might be this. Oh, I've lost the bloody page. Sorry, there. But yeah, now I see where you're coming from, Mark. If you were going to take Castellax to the Phalanx. I suppose my argument would always be... I know, it's the servitors that can take it. Yeah. Wouldn't it be easier to take a a lad detachment if you wanted to put those in? I get where you're coming from. Mm. You have to take a HQ choice as well for the Thalax. But yeah, very good. Okay, awesome. Uh, Right. Uh, What about moving on to troops? Now, troops is where it gets interesting. This is sort of like your your kind of bread and butter in 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 a strange way. I think if there's one thing troops are is to be, it's bread and butter. Well, yeah, but these are these are sort of a very strange sort of way of doing it, isn't it, aren't they? I mean, it's that it's that guard, isn't it? It's, it's it's that throwback to the guard system, where you know, and it's basic sort of military organisation that you know you have a a, a leader and a, a platoon of men that that follow said person or whatever. So, yeah, um, they are. I mean. Yeah, I like tercios. I think they're very cool. But like I said, I, I tend not to mix them. I tend to have, you know, a tercio with just a storm section in, a tercio with just a las rifle section in. But I can see, you know, there are some advantages to, to mixing them up. Um, in terms of the different kind of unit types, then, what, what's your take on these? So, like the las rifle section, for example. Um. So that's rifle section. I mean, that is, yeah. I mean, they're big old units as well, aren't they? Twenty yeah. guys. Um, you know, even at weapon skill three. I mean, las rifles are 
bobbins. They, they um, totally are bobbins. They do have a little bit of a kick to them, these ones, though, which is, um, I suppose they contain them into a collinator, collimator, rather. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's uh, those. La- it's just a lot of las rifles, and they've got yeah. low strength. Um, but, yeah, I mean, a unit of 20. In Zomortalisk games, they can be broken down a little bit as well. Yeah. Um, but, you know, if you've got that uh, close formation fighting with 20 guys, whatever. You know that's gonna that's gonna hurt. I mean, Overwatch can, as well. On yeah, cards. absolutely. Um, you know, just they're pretty I mean, much as, as we as we know from Rob's Nuremberg list. Um, yeah. Large volumes of troops can really can cause do a number. Yeah, yeah. I have, I have one squad of these, but they they usually get absolutely brutally murderized because it's just like something's going to wade into them and just rip them a new one. But yeah, yeah. They yeah, are bad I mean, getting on objectives, particularly if you're using the Vexilia to give them um, a leadership ste- uh, ten sort of stubbornness. Yeah, can be they can become a little bit of a target in those circumstances. They're very cool. Nice. Um, Who wants to talk about the storm section? Well, I'm um, always a fan of the storm section because I've got yeah. six of. Them. <laughs> okay, <laughs> tell us, Rob, what's um, your take on the storm section? Yeah, so. Better on paper than they are on the table. Let's, okay. let's just put it that way. I think um, ten man unit, BS four, uh, Volkite chargers, reinforced void armor. Mm-hmm. They can swap out rotor cannon, swap out for rotor cannons if you never want to wound anything, yes. um, or power axes <laughs> if you want to die before you get to swing. Yes. Um, like, don't get me wrong, both options look amazing. However, yeah. both options are as much use as a chocolate fire guard. They really are great. Power axes really. I, I've never. Uh, yeah, they should. They mm. look cool. I don't even think they make the models anymore for those. Um, they kind of look like they were about to go into sort of the lumber business. I felt. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just go and chop these trees down, and leave the close combat to us over here with our big power armored fellas. It is a shame because the. Um, the models look amazing. The models do look great. Mm-hmm. They are lovely models. The the the, the infantry with um, the uh, axes and the Volkite charges are standard. They're my favourite infantry models in the in the Solar Orcs line. Definitely. Um, yeah, but but like rotor cannons are brilliant on paper. You think, yeah, all guys with assault cannons. Problem is they're firing grains of rice and even militia yeah. will laugh at you. There's, yeah. a, there's a big difference between an assault cannon and a rotor cannon, unfortunately. And big, big difference. Yeah, and I think it's it's one of those things. I mean, I use them, my troop choice of choice. Um, the Volkite isn't to be underestimated. It can be really useful. Um you know, all you need to do is get a couple of wounds, and then there's always the chance of a deflagrate as well. But generally speaking, again, I, I try to pick my battles with these guys, but you can't treat them like a tactical squad, to be honest. They won't be as good as a tactical squad, so that's something I learned quite quickly. They can't do what a tactical, even a bold tactical squad can do. No, they can't. So, yeah, the, the, a lot of people use Dracosians. What's your take on Dracosians? First, have anybody? Yeah, I mean, I, mean, I don't uh, want to give. I don't want to give too much away. My thoughts on the Dracosan will become apparent when we do the list challenge. <laughs> I get the impression they might have some in your list, Rob. 
Okay, maybe. cool. Maybe we'll come on to that later. But yeah, they they can take a beating with the with it, but and they can dish it out and all. If you're not if you're putting one of these in a storm section, if you're not bothered about maximum transport capacity, you've got four hull points, armor thirteen at the front with a flare shield potentially, mm-hmm. armored ceramite potentially, and a demolisher cannon. Yes. They can, and all of a sudden, if you multiply that by six, the thing is, they're dead expensive, aren't they? There is another. Uh, the Velotaris do have another option. Yes. yes, they can also take the Arvus, can't they? And they have a third option. Aurox. No. And, and a Termite. They can take the Terax. Yeah. The Terax. Take not the Terax. Uh, yeah. uh, Actually, the Aurox is not. They get transport now. Aurox is pretty good, cheap and cheerful. Ten man transport looks great too. Um, but anyway. We'll probably come on to those. Uh, what about the flamer section? I've never actually seen one of these, to be honest with you. They're, again, they look pretty good. They look pretty good, and the way they're described in the fluff, I quite like them as well. Um, you know, they're, they're meant to be a backup. You know, something charges your Aegis defence line just before it gets there. The flamer unit rocks up to the front and goes, right, oh, charge through this. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, I suppose they're that almost ultimate holding objective unit aren't they because i say almost because you know you just easily shoot them off the board them to death. but you wouldn't want to you know i wouldn't want to assault them with anything because ball of death will cause any number of uh, saves that any number of which can go potentially wrong so for sure and- um yeah, I mean, getting them in a vehicle, maybe getting them to jump out, you know, sort of jack-a-box, jack-in-the-box style and, and cause bother as possible. But again, you can, you know, the, it's very similar to the same tactics you do with the 10-man tactical squad, but not quite as good because the armour and yep. other bits and bobs. So good in Zomortalis, Michael said, which is probably true because oh, yeah. are good in Zomortalis. Definitely. Absolutely. I mean. Fantastic. Um, but yeah, I've never seen them. Out of all of those, I would my personal favourite is the Storm section with Valkyte Chargers. Just mm-hmm. because the Volkite charges themselves are pretty good, and even being charged with them, you, there still gives you a little bit of a chance to you know, hit them on fives and sixes and wound them on threes. So that's my general take on those. But we'll just see what you folks think. Yeah, yeah, no, the Velotaris uh, the option that I, I mean, the Volkite is the thing I think. Um, yeah, that's the thing that separates them out. The, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, cool. Okay. Okay. Um, Aegis defense line. Never yeah. used one. But right. go on, go on, Graham. You've got it's, four hours. We know what any, we know it. No twenty-five to twelve. I've got no to be tomorrow. No, <laughs> Look, there's nothing else different about this. It's the same as normal. It's just you can take it in your troop choice. That's it. Yeah, there are some well, things. Yeah, there are some caveats. There are some caveats there. So, like you say, if you don't take an Aurox or a Dracosian, you can take them as a troop choice. Or, and any dedicated transport. Yeah. So you couldn't take a Terax in a Velotaris, uh, for instance, you would then not be able to take a defence line. Is it only dedicated transports or any transport? It's uh, dedicated transports, I think. Let me just find uh, it. Any, any transport, any and you can't take it. Yeah, fair enough. Um, no, so long as no dedicated transports um, are selected for the auxiliary infantry task, yeah, when using the age about blah, 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 blah. Yeah, so, yeah, and they also have to be the primary detachment. So you couldn't do what I thought you could do once, which was to take a. This is going to sound awful. Take a 
an <coughs> armored breakthrough, obviously, and then take a um, allied detachment of solar auxiliary. You're going, you're going double defense line. Can, yeah, well, just single defense line. Like, you can't take a defense line with a um, oh, well, armored breakthrough because you can't take fortifications. So take a um, auxiliar. Um, sorry, take yeah, solar auxiliary allies because you can take allies with it. Tank commander, um, Lehman Russes, or a Lehman Russ, squad of these guys with an Aegis defense line, and then you've got a defense line in your thing, but you can't do it because it has to be the primary detachment. So don't do that, kids. It doesn't work. But anyway, there you go. Defense lines, love them. Four plus, particularly awesome if you use the blind barrage um, right um, warlord trait, which means everything that sits behind it gets a two plus on the two plus cover save on the first turn so the player may also take a single age defense line for each section in the tercio for the appropriate points cost yes so you could take three what three ages defense lines you could take a whole you could take eight you could take 18 of them why is why okay how how have you never done this surely this is your dream of uh because even i know that there's only so many so many of these nefarious tactics you can pull and you know 75 or 55 points i suppose but with the obviously the obligatory um, ammo dump ammo dump takes it to 70 so yeah yeah it's a very it's a very interesting one but yeah you can take a lot of defense lines with this army yeah. if you so wished Bad man. Bad I know. Bad but they don't really make a difference. I mean, it just makes a four plus invul. I mean, it, it covers up some some of the way to go from their rubbishy normal save. Yeah. Mr. B. Yeah. Um, Let's go on then, fast attacks. Fast attacks. Well, we'll start off with the Tarantula Sentry gun battery. Pretty much the same as you can get for the Space Marines. The only difference is you've got the option for a multi-laser, but why? <laughs> mm. um, I, I wouldn't know why you would want a multi-laser. But also has the option to be deployed by Deep Strike, which is kind of cool. Yeah. yeah, not bad at all. Yeah. Uh, what about the uh, Lehman Russes then, uh, uh, Rob? Oh, well, everybody, everybody loves uh, a Lehman Russ, especially when you get the uh, the snazzy ones. The is it the exterminator, the Volkite one? Uh, no, that's the incinerator. Oh, it's yeah. the incinerator. I know uh, me Volkites. Yeah, that's the uh, exterminator. Is the, the last kind of one. Yeah, that's the, the heavy support one on it. It's the heavy support one that's got the Volkite on it. Yes, it is. The annihilator is the last cannon one, and the Vanquisher, which yeah, BS three with Vanquishers is disappointing. Speaking Always from experience, disappointing, hugely disappointing. But nothing looks cooler than a Mars pattern hull with a with a, a with a Vanquisher barrel on it. Love yeah. Vanquisher barrel. Yeah. yeah. Agreed. With, with um, the Sty the Stygies eight one, the out of print one. Yes. Not the uh not the Krieg Griffon four one. Yeah. It's the uh the Stygies eight one that looks like uh, basically looks like a giant last cannon barrel on the front of it because it's got yeah. that angled muzzle. I mean and, uh, yeah. For me personally, the real star in this one is actually the exterminator. Because these can outflank. Yeah. And yeah, that's true. And it ex- and what where is uh, the armor of your vehicle's weakest on the rear? Auto cannons, fantastic on rear armor. Uh, uh, the times I've played solar auxiliary, apart from when I played Graham, exterminators absolutely just you know they absolutely can knock you up. I think 
you're right. The problem is your ballistic skill three. So for those two shots of the auto cannon, it's it's, it's twin links. I can't remember. Twin links. It's twin links. Twin links. So you might get both of those off. That's true. I mean, I think the battle tank itself actually is not bad. The the strength eight ordnance large blast AP three. It, uh, it's it's not. Back it's back. never a bad thing. That, that uh, I don't think in here there is a disappointing tank. I would say the Vanquisher, not my favourite. I think it's kind of meh because armoured ceramite is just so common it doesn't really work as well. Doesn't affect it. Actually, yeah, because it's not a bonus D6. It's just a flat D6 with the Vanquisher. Yeah, it's an armor. They, it's armor bane, isn't it? So yeah. So no, but no, armor yeah, ceramite is it's only against melter. Ah, okay. I've maybe misread this wrong. I often do. So yeah. So armor armor ceramite only works against things with the melter special rule. So armor bane is two dice add them together, add against your strength seven, whatever it is. Eight. Um, is it strength eight? Strength eight. Yeah. So mm. there's you can actually you can actually get through. Um, it, Spartans quite, quite it, but the problem is it's it's exactly like the um the what's the thing the Valdor is it I can't remember what's called Vang. yeah you've the, got a hit you've got a hit and that is the problem it's no so temp- depressing no template this, it's a pinpoint yeah. hit sorry it's I heard Valdor I? I've re-entered yeah, the room oh, it's it's such a great you think oh brilliant I'm going to be able to sit behind a defence line and I'm going to be able to shoot any Spartans to come at me with my armour vein like you'll be able to miss any spots. Tank miss. Hunter. That's why you put the chappy in it. Tank Hunter only gives you re-rolling armor penetration. No, but you get you put the tank commander on it. He's skill Tank commander would, would make better. So basically, tank commander would give you a chance to hit, and that's the only time I think it works very well. But then find defense line for a four plus save next to an ammo dump. So you're at least re-rolling the ones. Give you every possible hope of hitting that. Spartan, but yeah, yeah, Michael. Yeah, just to clarify, armor ceramite, armor bay works against them, but melter doesn't. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, it's a good point. Outflanking is good as well, like you say, um, and better get behind things. I I wonder if I was if I was going to go down the outflanking, I might take be tempted to take the normal battle tank, just because it could do more, more than the. You could glance the back of tanks, but you could also take out. You know, squads of units yeah. Yeah. with that big pie plate or bigger pie plate. That would be smooth. But other than that, it's a sound tactic. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, then do you want to have a look at the Thunderbolt then, Chris? Yeah, I mean, I really like the Thunderbolt. Mm. I think it's oh, a great yeah. fire. I think it, A, it looks SAF, as I believe mm-hmm. the, uh, <laughs> the, the kids anachronize these days. Um, and yeah, it's it's a it's a great uh, great option. So yeah, uh, two hundred points. Uh, Blizzard skill four, which is already a, a win. Yep. Uh, 11, 11, 10, three hull points. Um, is it 11? I thought it was I thought it was twelve. No, oh, it's eleven, eleven, ten. No, it's got armored cockpit and can take a flare shield though. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's for maybe I'm getting. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it has two oh, twin link daughter cannons, a twin link last cannon, as Rob said, armored cockpit. It has a chaff launcher, um, and it can take a flare shield. It has. Yeah. Um, it's got three hull points as well. That's where it's yeah. different from a lot of things. It's a bit more resilient. And also, it's got the simulacra repair. So yeah. when it suffers a glancing hit on a six plus, it ignores that basically. Ignore the damage. 
So really useful. And it can take some pretty cool missiles as well. Yeah. The so you get interdiction actually is another one. That's that's the bit that I that's the thing I really like about it. Yeah. Um, so combat addiction, if one or more enemy flyers or skimmers are already present on the table, failed reserve rolls for this model must be re-rolled. Yeah. So you couple that with a comms relay on an Aegis defense line and these yeah. things turn up pretty damn regularly. Yeah, absolutely. Like, oh, you've got a javelin. What a surprise. How original that is. Meet my armor burn heat-seeking missiles. Yep. Biatch. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, so yeah, Charles Graham doesn't have three of these just to deal with it. <laughs> I've, I've got one. Uh, I'm going to get two for the um, uh, the Fantine. They're great uh, as well, I think. Yeah, yeah I used to have one of beautiful things. Uh, was it Joe that had them painted like the um, the French French Air Force, the World War Two French Air Force at one of the Company of Legends events? They had them right with the D-Day stripes on, didn't they, on the wings, mm-hmm. the black and white stripes? Yeah, I've, I've got on that on my Lightning. It's yeah. uh, what I would do on the Thunderbolts when I yeah. buy more Thunderbolts. So, yeah, as, as Rob said, the missiles, kinetic piercers, strength 6, AP2, missile, arm bane, heat seeker, they are one use, but you do take four of them. Um, it can also take Hellstrike missiles, and it can also take the Sun Furies as well. Ground-tracking auguries. Um, for 10 points so i mean yeah. it's it's a multi-role uh fighter you can't get yeah. the krakens on it so you can't really worry a spartan too much but strength six armor bane you know you're going to be averaging what 13, thir- 13. Uh, yeah. yeah and you know you you can worry you can worry pretty much everything other than the spartan with it's that. clever about how you come on the board as well and stuff you know yeah exactly people often are there's a lot of rear armor you can get to your javelins are going to worry about strength six armor bane. Yeah. I mean, if you get back shot on most tanks, it's going to be problematic. I suppose you could chance your arm against Spartan, but you'd have to be sort of desperate measure. Yeah. I mean, would it, the hell strikes be better? The strength. Um, the hell strikes are strength eight ordnance, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, so yeah, they probably out. wouldn't be much better against the Spartan, but they're probably something to think about. But. Sun Fury missiles are pretty good because I think they're AP3, but they are quite expensive. And then you, you get four of them. But it also comes with a twin link to cannon, twin link last cannon. There's two twin link auto cannons as well. So it's. Oh, yeah. So it's even without the missiles, it's still got a fair fair amount yeah. of firepower. It's so I think given that and how much it costs to upgrade a lightning, I think I'd go for this every so time, personally. The Sun Furies are strength six AP3, large blast gets hot and blind. Yeah. Um, the uh, Hell Strikes are Strength Eight AP Three, mm-hmm. Ordnance One. Yeah, so uh, they can and seventy two inches, so they've got a bit more. Okay, yeah, gotcha. uh, length on them. Yeah, so I think the Thunderbolts is a good. Ad. I've got one for my army because I think it's a good ad. Um, yeah, if you want to go down the flyer route, I think it's a great flyer. But yeah, three hole points also. I think it makes it. A bit more resilient than a, a lightning, and just out, I think just out of the box, I think most lightnings end up around 200 points anyway. For an army that's fairly short on anti-air defense, yeah, um, it's yeah, it's perfect. Looks good, does the job. Looks good, does the job, and does the job pretty well because you've got that reroll. Um, yeah, yeah. If something's on the board already, a skimmer or, or a flyer, yeah. it's just going to rock up and make your life a misery, which is awesome. Yeah. 
and then you <laughs> then you get to play aeronautica in 28 millimeter scale <laughs> yeah yeah 100 cool so a big thumbs up from that one we like that one and again yeah. weapons, ballistic skill four which is a miracle in the army so awesome. <laughs> mm-hmm. so what about the primaris lightning strike fighter i mean it's not really any different is it it's exactly the same i think except i don't think it's oh it can take a multi-laser can't it one less hull point uh yeah <coughs> it's the same as the marine version isn't it so pretty much yeah. yeah same old same old really same old, same old. crack and penetrate missiles up the wazoo same with the termite exactly rad missiles it could take rad missiles oh yeah yeah rad missiles so you want yeah. to um yeah i mean it's 75 points cheaper um I don't know really. I think I would take the Thunderbolts. I think by the time on, I mean to put four Kraken penetrators on would be another fifty points on top of yeah, yeah, five. Um, you know you you you'd be putting quite a lot of your eggs in quite a fragile basket, which I think the Thunderbolts got a little bit of survivability, but you know each their own. Yep. Okay. Uh, and the as I said, the Terax is basically the same. Only difference is you can only take heavy flamers or Volkite chargers. Yep. But it's identical in every way. Okay. Heavy support. Talk about the Lehman Russ uh, assault squadron. Should I give it a go? Yeah. As its tanks. Yeah. So this is kind of like the well, usually quite often this is the, the backbone of quite a lot of armies. So. Assault squads are really cool, actually. You've got some great options here. Um, so you've got the uh, incinerator, which is this really cool-looking um, Volkite demi-colvern, um, which think, you think it's going to do more than it does to me. So I've got one, two, actually. Uh, strength 5, strength sorry, heavy 5, so 5 shot, strength 7, AP 5 with Deflagate. Great, I suppose, with even the infantry, but they will get their saves. You can also take a demolisher. The classic strength 10 AP2, 24 inch range um, shot. And also, you can take, I can't know what it's called now, Exterminator. Executioner. No, Executioner, which is. The Exterminator is the assault yeah. cannon, the, the auto cannon one. Yeah, it? which is um, a three shot um, heavy um, plasma so, cannon, basically. Yeah. With a um, small blast, but it doesn't, unlike it used to be a. a um, guard version of this but that would get hot this doesn't this is obviously the time before they could actually keep these things running well and that is a really great tank particularly scares the willies out of most terminators because it's a lot of templates that are all ap2 coming straight at you yep so i think they're a really good choice and the other good thing about them is i think is if they all fire at the same target then you get plus one to your ballistic skill so you know, although the template weapon's not so much, but certainly with the Lehman Rust Incinerator, that means they're they're up to visit skill four. Um, so that's really cool. So two of them, yeah, as long as two of the tanks in the squadron are firing at the same target, they get plus one visit skill. So if you have two in the squadron, um, they're firing at the same target, which they have to be, you get plus one visit skill. So really useful. The other thing, there's some other really good thing about the Lehman Russes in the heavy support section is that they get an extra hole point. Um, so I believe, and I'll just double check the book, yeah. that the, um, they've got four hole points rather than the three in the fast attack choice. So something to remember as well is that actually they haven't got three, they've got four. So that's really cool. So they are those big heavy things. Yeah. You usually use quite a lot of those, but not bad at all. I've got them in my army. I've got a couple. But yeah. I mean, the executioner was great in, in 
Before she came. It was terrifying before she came. It's still terrifying now. It's even worse when it can uh, yeah, not have to worry about taking a hold point every time. The only time I used it, or seen the use it recently, was I was going up against um, the Iron Circle. You know, yeah. the, the problem is they re-roll saves if they're templates. It's so depressing. I was like, oh, I'm going to shred them. It's like, oh, we're going to re-roll our saves because it's templates. Oh, man. That sucks. That's our case. So, so, yeah. But Demolishers, all of those are pretty good. You can mix and match as well. Yeah. Very cool. So next it's the new kid on the block. This isn't in the red book. This is a PDF only at the moment, or has it no, made no, it into book book nine? Book nine. It's in book, book nine. Yeah. It's in book nine because I remember because everyone was going, "Look, satellite!" Oh. Yeah, and it wasn't Terminator armor, and they all started crying. However, as sexy as Saturnine pattern Terminator armor is, Saturnine pattern Carnadon Strike Squadron is pretty pretty damn sexy. Really oh, yeah. nice tanks. It's basically auxiliar predators. Yeah. So um, similar kind of uh, footprint, similar kind of shape. Uh, 12, 11, 10, three hull points each, BS3. Come, in as, come as standard with a twin link multi-laser and two sponsored mounted uh, multi-lasers as standard. Volkite culverin and two uh, sponsored mounted multi-lasers. Yeah, it depends on the leaders. army. Uh, Stoder auxilia. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's uh, right. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the standard for the... Um, the standard for the solar auxilia is the multi-lasers. Yeah, multi-laser. Yeah. But then you can change it up for the Volkite, yeah. the auto-cannon, auto-cannons, las-cannons. So let's have a look. Carnadon. <clears throat> so what do you think the, the basic is? Oh, we're looking, so, at the, we're looking at the PDF. Are you looking at book Yeah, nine? I'm looking at book nine. Okay. Yeah, oh, all right. Okay. Mr. Just because just you have to buy every book. So we, we all to, know why. I, I, haven't the truth. <laughs> I haven't got it on my... Um, on my desk. Go on. What's what's so, it? Crack. Yes, it's got a Volkite culverin and two sponsored mounted Volkite calibers. In this case, as, Michael's off to go as, by nine. Megan has your credit card. They're sixty-five points apiece. Can take extra armor for five points. It can exchange its culverin for a twin link multi laser, twin link mm. auto cannon, or a twin link las cannons. Uh, Twenty points to the las cannon. The other two are five points apiece. And its sponsons can be swapped for heavy flamers, heavy bolters, multi-laser, autocannon, and las cannon. That's cool. It actually makes sense. And it's a heavy sub and a multi-laser on the top. Because uh, on the old version, you've got the multi-lasers all round, and you have to upgrade the Volkite Caliber yep. for plus five points. And yep. But the Volkite Culverin was free. So actually, you save ten points in that configuration. If nice. I've got my mass right, at least on the old rules, it used to be that two of these were um were less than three points. Yeah. Hundred two of these hundred and thirty points. Yep. But they are armor twelve, so they're not as good as predators. And they've got ballistic skill three, so not as good as predators. And predators are seventy five points, so ten points difference. So you know. Oh yeah, there we are. Uh, no, yeah, I can see now. Sorry, I've uh, fetched the book off the shelf. Uh Volkite culverin, two sponsored mounted Volkite culver- calibers. I'm, My bad. Yeah. I Sorry. think they're overpointed, if I'm honest. So they're actually it's five points more expensive for solar auxilia than it is militia to take them. Um, I but think because you get the explorator adapter, which you don't get with the militia version. But could the be militia wrong. version also 
can't can't take Volkite and don't yeah. get the same. Uh, you can't take uh, Las Cannons on the militia one either. Okay, got you. Yeah, the militia, one is, stuff. the militia one is seriously less. downgraded. So sixty-five yeah. points seems like a lot for this. When seventy-five points, you get a predator. I think, which is plus one armor at the front, thirteen armors. Of yeah, but it's not, comp- it's not competing it's... with a predator. It's competing with a Ro- Lehman Russ. Yeah, you're right. It's, you're it's... right, of course. But I just think it's a disparity. If you see what I mean? If you put them four, it's, 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 it's a cheaper way to get a Las Cannon platform because if you go sixty-five points, you got eighty-five with a twin link Las Cannon on the top, and then you've got one hundred and fifteen, and you've got two sponsored mounted last cannons and a twin link last cannon on the top. Mm. Yes. So for a wep- for a, for a static pillbox weapons platform, it's cheaper. Obviously it's less durable, but it's cheaper than the um, Russ in that front. But it's always hitting on. Okay. I'll tell you what, Chris, why don't you talk about the start on the armor, tr- the dedicated transports with uh, what is, I think the standout unit of this army personally. Uh, let's have a look. We just find it on the thing. Oh, no, I'm looking at the wrong thing now. Looking in the wrong book. <laughs> it's the Dracosian. Yeah. yeah. I know, I know, I know. Uh, right, okay. Malkador chassis built for transport. Uh, five hull points, 13, 12, 11. Has a twin link las cannon. Uh, can be upgraded on a samurai and a flare shield. Um and he's quickly trying to find it on his tablet there we go um <clears throat> yeah absolute beast uh can take 20 models so it can take a whole laser rifle section if it wants to uh can't take ogrins um but you can swap out the last cannon for a demarcher cannon and reduce the transport capacity to 10 which is always useful but the fact that it can take 20 men, because bear in mind that your basic troop choice is a 20 man unit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Unless you go storm sections, which is base 10, so you just yeah. s- stick a demolisher cannon in. See, yeah, for me, absolutely. these with demolisher cannons are uh, they're absolute balls to the wall crazy. Yeah, it's really useful. Yeah, they're, they're, they're an amazing transport, and it's like. <sighs> just. <laughs> Love them. I think they're really expensive what they do. Sorry. They are, but they do it so well. Do they, though? One shot, they're dead. I mean, you can put a flare shield on them, you're absolutely right. So they are 14 at the front. But they are still quite... I mean, what is a Dracosian rock in that when you... When you 135 points. Right. Got you. And then with the Demolisher Cannon, it's about 150, isn't it? Uh, Demolisher Cannon... 165. 165. Yeah. So, not bad. And that's a big... Big, big transport capacity. Obviously not assault, but you're probably not bothered about that anyway, really, in this army. No. Um, I just, I don't know. I'm, people use them a lot. I think for that kind of cost, you could get a Oryx, for example, for 35 points and just See, transport tens around. For me, um, the thing is, your troops are squishy as anything. They totally are, yeah. And this makes them, in my personal opinion, this makes your troops viable. Because suddenly, if you need those troops to be mobile, you're not shoving them in some, you know, small. If we compare it to the Aurochs, which is coming up, the Aurochs is paper in terms of armor. This is durable. Yes, it can yeah. be one shotted, but that's the same for all vehicles. 
um, but you can make this so durable that it's unlikely it's going to get one-shotted. It still can do. Now, it is a game of random chance. Yeah, I mean, but, people kind of use these as a another kind of tank, but I guess my my view on this would be that if you were going to kind of play the tank game, then you're right, you don't have to. You could use them to get people on objectives, I guess. And they still seem quite a lot. You could do the same with Oryx. You're right, they are super um, vulnerable to any kind of anything over armor. Well, they're armor 11, aren't they, Oryx? If you want to go down that, that, that tank route, though, by having the tank having a tank army without having a, a dedicated right of war kind of thing for it it's a good way of doing it because you've got the demolisher cannon take some velataris and at least then you've got some more firepower yeah i mean demolisher cannon i suppose the thing is if you put the flare shoot on it and you give it the demolisher cannon that gives it um it makes it 200 points 200 points which, isn't, which is quite a lot for a transport i suppose it's a lehman russ Demolisher would would be two hundred points if you see what I mean. But yeah, yeah, yeah. right. Um, but, if you wanted to have a kind of very survivable vehicle for your troops, you could do it that way for sure. Yeah, I, I, I mean, don't, I don't it, tend to use them because if, I think they're expensive. But if you're talking about comparing units to units, as you say, I'd be comparing this to the Lehman Rust Demolisher, and then the transport on top is a bonus. Yeah, I, I agree. It's actually more survivable than the Lehman Rust Demolisher. Exactly. It's got, so, um, it's got more hull points and it's got a flesh at 200 points. Yeah, so, so it, 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 a good backup it, job. it depends what you're looking at. Because if it's if you're looking at this, it's just a transport. Yeah, it's expensive. But if you consider what it can do. Yeah. Uh, else, on top of being just a transport, it's also a pretty good tank. Yeah, I think, you, I think you're right. I suppose it's actually physically expensive to buy is the other thing. They aren't cheap, are they? I mean, it's it's expensive like, model, if you look at 40k, and I'll bring 40k into this, their transport the, the, for the Primaris Marines, the Repulsor, may as well have been a tank. You know, this is in the same place. Actually, I think they have made it a tank now in 40k, so yeah. I think yeah, they have put their transport into um, heavy support. Got you. So, yeah, I suppose it's, sorry, it's 87 quid for a month which is quite pricey. Yeah, you're right. Interesting, interesting concept. You could rather than get the, the Lehman Russes, which are cheaper to buy because you could get the plastic ones. Um, but yeah, yeah, but uh, it's then a, it's it frees up, frees up the rest of your heavy support squad yeah, slot for other stuff. True, and true. that heavy support slot is quite, it's got some decent stuff in there. You know, you yeah. can shove in a, you can shove in an Infernus. For sure. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what, what about the next one, Graham? Do you want to tell us about this awesome little piece? You say awesome. Yeah, um, say it's only Blizzard Skill 3 in a second. It is only Blizzard Skill 3, yes. Um, I'm, I don't... Well, they're okay. I suppose it's the only option you have for flying stuff about. Um, 12 models, so it's quite good. It's got a few op- upgrade options, but it's not... Um, it's He's not talking about be, the Arvest, by the way. Yeah, it's not going to be a, um, a, a, a thing to threaten a lightning, I don't think, anytime soon, or to sort of strafe things. But yeah... Um, like you say, almost like drop pod utility, you bring it on to drop something in behind uh, an enemy. The thing is, there aren't really that many units that are that terrifying to do that with uh, in the army. So you can do the same thing with the with the Terax, which I think is a little bit more survivable. But um, they are quite cheap to buy, like you say. So flamer si- section, like you say, might be quite useful 
but it's not as if you've got melter guns coming out of the wazoo or anything like that for this this army so whereas the mechanicum you can put the old um what they're called sentinel setless but like the skitari in there um mm-hmm. i probably wouldn't bother but you know horses for courses i've seen them used they're nice yeah i mean as i said it's basically it, it, it's it should be disposable but it's given that it's you know what it does yeah but i suppose a but bit like the terrace it's a bit disposable like that as well but it just costs too much to make it yeah because it's not going to last long yeah i think you're right it's not going to hang around like the storm eagle for example where it can drop a squad off and then fly somewhere else and shoot something up quite successfully this can't really do that it's got like one gun at the front isn't it yeah yeah but uh yeah anyway um okay i'll talk about the next one the satinine pattern aurochs transport there's not much to say about it really it's basically an 11 11 10 free hull point rhino there's, yeah I, I i like this actually yeah, it's, yeah it's, it's basically a rhino it's something for your storm sections it's cheap transport easily fielded it's paper thin armor but it's going to do a job and it's designed to do it and it's going to do it well unlike the Arvus, which is just too expensive i think for the job that i think it, it, it's capable of doing if that makes any sense yeah. this is you know what you're paying for it's costed appropriately it'll do the job it's not yeah. trying to do something else it, it, i don't know if that makes any sense yeah it, it looks really nice as well it's a nice oh yeah yeah it's, it's definitely I think that this and the um, Charnadon are, are some of the nicest models that Ford World have done in years. I don't know if they were done by the same guy who designed the rest of the range, though. I don't, know. I don't like the Charnadon as much as I like the Oryx, to be honest. I put a heavy flamer on mine because of lift it skill free. So at least you can, if you're driving <laughs> it, if you're driving it up close to something, you can at least try and do something, you know, like melt mm. people a little bit, which gives you some kind of fight back, I guess. But yeah, eleven, eleven, ten, same as a Rhino. It's it's gonna you know, you need to be protective for it, maybe put it in cover and use it to drive forward to get onto objectives. But it's not going to set the world on fire, even with its heavy flame. OK, but so, <laughs> shall we move on to the um, to the super heavies? The yes, Lord of War. Yes, yes, yes. And yeah. t- to be honest, I don't think there's really much we can say much about these because. Other you than know, the storm blades, the best. <laughs> well, what's available? We've got the Bane Blade, the Storm Lord, Shadow Sword, Storm Sword. Stormblade, Stormhammer. But I think we can talk about them, the Stormhammer. Yeah. Of them, the Stormhammer is a Stormhammer is probably the only one that people aren't going to be as familiar with. Because yeah. the rest of those, apart from the, is it the Shadow Sword or the Stormblade? It's the Stormblade. That's the only one that's not a plastic Astra Militarum kit for 40k. Yeah. The Bane Blade, you don't see that because I don't. I mean, you can take them, can't they? War, but there's not a Legion Bane Blade, for example, like there is, say, a Legion shadow sword or whatever i think it can tan- take a legion bane blade you can take the, it as panoply of war but yeah. it's not but it hasn't got its own separate listing like it has no except for no. example the shadow sword's got legion yeah. shadow sword theoretically you could take it but yeah. i personally would not I, like, I think it's a great militia tank but i like the suit the the the, the space marine Lords of war but this is great i think this kit is great the the, the plastic bane blade kit because yeah, yeah I mean, if comes, you magnetize that yeah, so I've got I've got not the I've got the um not the Bane Blade kit because that's got the turret, but the other one what was the Shadow Sword or Stormlord one. So you can make the Stormlord, which is the transport, which is superb. I think. That the one with the Vulcan Megabolter. Vulcan Megabolter, forty capacity, 
transport super heavy so you can put multiple squads in there you basically have your own mobile fortress gives you your tank um commander um driving it you can overwatch with your vulcan megabolter if you wanted to which is a terrifying prospect um yeah, but you can also change it around and make it into the shadow sword and the storm sword and i think the storm blade as well so all, it's all possible very easy i think to it's it. fair to say that of the of those super heavies on the bane blade ch- chassis there is something for basically everybody mm-hmm. uh, and i think it, depending on what your style of play you're probably going to find something out of those six available so i think it is worth talking about the storm hammer so i don't know if you want to talk about that rob because that is i sp- it's not unique to them because other armies can take it, but it was introduced with them. Yeah. If that makes any sense. Yeah. yeah the, like the Stormhammer is literally, they've, they've taken an almost primar- primaris approach of how many guns can we fit on this? Thing? I think this was, I, I, you know, I'm absolutely positive. This was an Epic as it, as it is now, more or less, I think it might but I can't be. remember. It, the name certainly rings a bell. We'll have to check with the manatees. Um, so you've got, you know, you've got a 14, 13, 12, Super heavy vehicle, 10 hull points. So it comes as standard with a turret-mounted Stormhammer cannon. Now, Stormhammer cannon, strength 9, AP 2, primary weapon 1, massive blast 7 inches, shred, pinning. So that's what it starts with. Yeah. Which which also has a coaxial-mounted multi-laser for when you really want to rub salt into the wound for the one person that survived that blast. Um... You've got six Sponson-mounted multi-lasers. Uh, now, you know, that's... the yeah. um, Actually, before you go any further, the coaxial rule is interesting. Because mm-hmm. I think that makes it... If you shoot with a coaxial weapon, not a um, pintle-mounted weapon, there are there is a difference. Yeah. If you shoot with a coaxial weapon, the, the primary weapon that is attached to you becomes twin-linked. Yes, it does. Yep. So... Which Not does help with the vanquishers back in the fast attack slot because they have coaxial storm bolters. Gotcha. So super useful. So just uh, it's a, I had to kind of try and find the rule for that because it was hidden away somewhere. And I have I've actually kind of screenshotted it for future use. But yeah, it's um, something to remember. Not pindle mounted where you pay for the ten point upgrade. But if it says coaxial mounted, it does give it twin linked. So that would yeah. also be twin linked if you shot your multi-laser first yeah which would then uh, also which would match with the twin linked dual hull mounted battle cannon which is strength ap3 ordnance 2 large blast five inches twin linked so this thing's got two template weapons then it's got six sponsored mounted multi-lasers that you can upgrade to heavy flamers or heavy bolters for free or las cannons for 10 points each and don't get me wrong that's 60 points on las cannons but it's six las cannons with on a super heavy so they're all firing at something different potentially it's yeah it sounds awesome um you know you can take um targeters so you upgrade it to bs4 there you go graham um, well, the, the t- if you give you a tank commander, it takes hold of it, it comes BS4, so you could make it BS5 if you're feeling particularly. Yeah, if you, if you uh, put if you put targeters and then a tank commander in it, you've got BS5, yeah, and then you can upgrade it to a super heavy command tank as well, which basically means it's a a vexilla at the same time. It is, yeah. Uh, for 25 points, and he said a banner. Then I was on and in the old world for a second. For some random reason, you can take four hunter killer missiles on it because apparently they found some way of welding a couple of bazookas onto the <laughs> side. I never even noticed that. <laughs> 
So like literally this, wow. this 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 is the tackleberry of the solar auxiliary. It's like literally it's a Yeah, it's it's got it's, it's got the NRA's of, wet dream. It's it's got a lot of I mean the it's a great looking tank. I've got one it's one of my favourite looking tanks of all time. I think. Yeah, it, it it is from Epic. Um it's, there was a space marine tank in Epic. I I don't generally put six last cans on it because most of the time, if it's me, obviously it's kind of facing forward, so the other four are kind of never never have a target to shoot at. But mm-hmm. it's quite fun. I've put heavy flamers all around it for extra protection from yeah, things that, that, are, that to me makes sense that are out that are kind of coming in because you can then use your Overwatch um, from your tank commander, which is See, quite that, that definitely makes sense to me. Put put a tank commander in there and the flamers. Mm-hmm. so quite cool but yeah it's 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 a great looking tank it's 10 hull points which is a weird number because it's not sort of 12 of the um glaives but it's more than the normal nine that you get on these star ones yeah. so yeah it's a cool tank it looks great expensive uh, though 555 points is a lot yeah but it's four other tanks available you can grab from um games workshop for uh how much is it these days 85 quid for a bane blade kit I would also just one little little nugget, which I don't think you can take in. I could be wrong in Space Marine Armies is the um, Storm Sword Super Heavy, and this is the meaner, bigger cousin of our favourite tank, the Typhon. So this is well, yeah, this is the one that did for two of my Malkador chassis in yeah. one shot at Blood and Glory. This why couldn't you take it in the in the Panoply of War? You may be able to. I, I just don't you don't tend to see it very often it's well yeah just like you don't else. tend to see um panoply of war bane blades it's just not a very space marine tank and i think most players would rather take a something that looks like it's meant to be in the army than something that might do something really good it, it's like no offense to the bane blade or or or, or the uh, storm hammer or whatever but why would you take one of them when you can take a fell blade which looks a lot lot better Yep, this is better than a fell blade. Oh, yeah, I guess it's definitely the. I, I, I guess I don't know. I, agree. I don't know. Anyway, you don't see it very often, so but I have seen them for solo auxiliary. Yeah, it's something that can be done, but I think there's just people prefer to take the actual Space Marine super heavies. I don't know why, because some of them are actually really good. I mean, a Vulcan Mega Bolter. Like you take the um, what have you? You've got the Vulcan, the Macarius Vulcan, haven't you? For, yes. For the Salamanders. Yes. So, yeah, it can be done. Yeah, I mean, like I said, it's, it's horse, of course, it's better. This has got a, a, a better cannon than the Typhon, more hole points than the Typhon. Um, and, yeah, it's 36 inches, strength 10, AP1. Mm, apocalyptic blast. So it's a bigger blast than the Typhon. The Typhon 7, this is 10 inches. Uh, primary weapon 1, so re-roll. Uh, oh, I think it was, I can't remember. What it re- it's like ordnance, isn't it? You can re-roll yes, it, and, yeah. and it ignores cover as well. So this is flipping a horrific super heavy tank. You know, it's it's worse than the Typhon by yeah. a country. It's got 24 inch. Well, I say it's worse. The the range isn't as good, but you can move it and fire it um, about the same range. And you got some nice sponsons too. Yeah, if, if yeah. you can put get... targeters on it for BS4, then you stick your tank commander in it for BS5. Yeah, it's, it's, can it's, you it's, upgrade the panoply of wars to space marine crew yes you can that's what you can do okay right okay cool uh okay so that's the the list um 
I think it's... Uh, shall we move on to our list challenge now? Can do. And I'm going to have to yes. pull up my list because it's, it's been a while since I, I wrote this. So. There's, a song, there's a song there. If you were, uh, if you ever listened to the radio in 2005, you heard nothing but... What? Can I pull up my list? No, it, it's, uh, it's been a while. <laughs> yeah, past 1991, mate. Oh, yeah, it's true. Yeah, the... Uh, in fact, it wasn't even 2005, it was 2001. It was stained with the Break the Cycle album. But uh, there you go. Never heard of it. Uh... So for this month's list challenge, as per usual, we are going to be providing our solo auxilia lists. Uh, this is Graham's designated sit out and uh, judge uh, uh, event. Yeah. Um, because it's one of his major armies. Rob does have one, but we're going to hold the Space Wars as a crime against Rob later on right at on. some point. <laughs> so it's uh, just myself, Michael and uh, Rob competing. Uh, in this month's uh, list challenge uh, as i'm sure you're all aware but if you're not new, new listeners uh, we do this on three criteria uh, fun to play against and with as an army battlefield effectiveness and then of course how many of your english pounds it may cost to uh, put on the table cheapest being the best basically uh, bang for buck is what we look Which for. Considering, considering it's solar auxilia, don't expect any low numbers. Yeah, no, absolutely. There's some big digits uh, coming up. Could be, the most ex- could be the most expensive list challenge we've ever done at this, uh, from the two numbers that are already written down. Um, the scores as they stand between us, uh, myself, Michael and Rob are all tied on two points. Graham only has one point at the moment and we'll be making a swift comeback. Oh no, 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 but uh, I was robbed. Still and plenty more. Fifth, uh, fifth said I was robbed, so I was clearly robbed. We um, know that's you. Shut up. Okay. I don't uh, know if it is because you agreed with me twice this week, and that's definitely. <laughs> yeah. That's not very me, is it? Let's be honest. Uh, yeah. So I don't know if you. So the brief list. I, I, did I actually do know his real name, and um, I'm okay. not allowed to say it. Quite is right. it Kaiser Soze? He is Kaiser Soze. Well, no, I mean it's his AA sponsor. Is so it I Lord Luke? Really <laughs> is it Shergar? <laughs> is it Shergar? <laughs> right. Go. So, regale. So, I did ask. I don't know if one of the things I've kind of added added points, although I can imagine you busy folks with busy lives haven't done it, was to say, as it's not a legion, so what sort of backstory are you trying to pull off with this list? Uh, so, did anybody rise to that challenge? Yeah. Okay, I've cool. Idea. I've got a backstory for it. I have, but I have a, I have a quote. Yeah, Mr. B. Uh, yeah, kind of. Wow, amazing. So, I shall. Who wants to go first? Then I, I'm intrigued now. Jamila. So I get, yeah. mine out, get mine out of the way. Go on then. So mine is a traitor assault. solar auxilia uh, force. Um. <laughs> Heavily is tied. Deep, is it a deep striking close Just assault force? Pipe down. Uh, it's um, 
you can't really do a close assault force in this you army. Can't. Well. You really can't. Absolutely sucks for that. Yeah. Um, I think so. My thought on this was basically the uh, Cthonia, uh, the uh, Horus's uh, homeworld. Um, there's a lot of mining and things that go on on that planet. I did go on on that planet. So with that in mind, I came up with this sort of this theme, um, which is basically he went, right, these guys are good. at All these humans are good at this one thing, which is mining. So that's a lot of tunneling, a lot of heavy vehicles moving stuff around. I can see where we're going. Exactly. So <clears throat> the Solar Rocks, this Solar Rocks regiment are formed around that that mindset, basically. So basically a mining planet and yep. forming the solar auxiliary based on their strengths, like the like they did with the miners in the First World War, where they were yeah. sapping underneath the trenches. They were specialists in that kind of thing. Exactly. I love it. So uh, we've got a legate commander. He is a Lord uh, Marshal. Uh, Lord Marshal, yeah. Uh, so that allows me to choose my right of war. Yes, which is very clear. Uh, so... Um, that is strategic genius. Rerolling reserve rolls. Reserves. Yep. Yes. As long as he's alive. Yep. Uh, so dead useful. Uh-huh. Uh, do, 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 do. He has a power axe. Ooh. As a okay. uh, as a symbol of office, as nice. opposed to anything else. Yeah. Um. He has a refractor field and void armor, and he has an inferno pistol as well. Because why not? She can why take not? it. He can take it. Why not? Exactly. So, inferno pistol, I think, also kind of fits in slightly with the with yeah the heavy machinery kind of you know yeah. blasting through stuff yeah love yeah, it absolutely uh into the elites we have two uh auxilia rapier batteries nice uh they are all so it's two squads of two yeah uh with laser destroyer rays nice so the thinking being these would be the things that they would help do some of the smaller tunneling uh oh, yeah yeah. Nice. Yeah, I see where yeah. you're coming from. We've got the we've got six Medicaid because we need to keep people alive later on. Yeah. <clears throat> then we get into our troop choices. Actually, just before uh, you go, go on, yeah. just something that we said about the rapiers. The rapier, this is the age old debate how what's the range of a rapier? The laser destroyer rapiers in Sarah Auxiliary are forty eight inches AP one, not thirty six inches, which they are weirdly in the space marine book it's never been clarified except in the digital version so the auxiliary rapier laser destroyer batteries are awesome i think yeah so good choice super cool things uh so yeah, six medicaid just box standard medicaid nothing special yeah just uh just those feel no pains that's all we want from them yeah. we have three uh auxiliary tercios each yeah. comprising of two Velotaris storm sections, all yeah. with Terax um, assault drills because they can take them as a dedicated transport. Nice. So let me get this right. That would be 60 solar auxiliary with the uh, storm section. Yeah. So and then six Teraxes. Yeah. Uh, the prime uh, on each one has got a power fist and melter bombs. Nice. And they've Good all choice. got Volkite charges. Yeah, uh, I did consider putting rotary cannons on them, but yeah, it's just, not, just not worth the effort. Yeah, exactly. Um, I then have a fourth troop choice, 
of a single las rifle section with an aegis defense line and an ammo dump what did you did i write this list wow it gets better okay. it gets better <clears throat> so that's my uh, elites and troops done my fast attack choices i have two singular uh lehman rust vanquishers yeah with a dozer blade because you've got to be able to move uh heavy rocks and things around because you know we're miners part-time even though they even come though with, yeah, yeah put but, it on there for know, rule of cool rule of cool nice uh and uh las cannons as well yep. on the front just because i want to double up mm-hmm. my chances of killing stuff with the vanquishers yes uh one thunderbolt heavy fighter with kinetic piercer missiles and ground tracking auguries yeah uh no flare shield but i need some air cover and mm-hmm. also their ability to re-roll if other things of other flyers are on the board is just yep. super near impossible to look past two and then and my heavy support choices i have two singular lehman russ executioners nice uh, armored ceramite dozer blade has cannon on both of them so you would looking would you be looking to outflank the vanquishers and then i oh. have a second aegis defense line with an ammo dump of course wow because uh, why not well because i can use one of the aegis defense lines for the rapiers yes and i can use the second one for the vanquishers got it now, somebody was telling me the other day that you, I always thought you had to deploy the Aegis defence line before you deployed any of your troops. It gets deployed if it's with the... Yeah. It, it depends what it is. Yeah. If it's with the unit, it has to be deployed at the same time as, I think. As the unit, right? So you can deploy the Aegis defence line much later on. Yeah. Perfection. So you'd look to what... Would you outflank the vanquishers? That's what the reserve role... Of course, the reserve role will help with all of the troops well, the, coming on. Yeah, the reserve roll is to help with the troops. Yeah. yeah. Um, because you only have to roll once for each tercio. You don't roll for the individual uh, subgroups if, that, if they're in, yeah. they only count as one thing. Got so it. I've only got to make um, three three reserve yeah. rolls for those to get all six of those Velataris on the board. Nice. And also because of the deep strike rule, you're limited by the amount you can bring on. Yeah. I'm guaranteed to get at least two on at a time. Yep. That's awesome. So deep strike your troops. Deep strike the Tercy, the yeah. Velataris, yeah, or whatever is a sub the underground thing. Yeah. And also, I like the fact that they're quite disruptive when they come out. Well, they can be potentially. They can be, yeah. Um, laser yeah. auxiliary, the laser destroyers to deal with. They can deal with Spartans. Two of them can deal yeah. with Spartans. AP one yeah. as well. So if you get a lucky shot, it's easy to blow them up. And You've got the Vanquishers as well added yeah. back up, and the executioners, executioners to deal term- with term- terminators. terminators, terminator equivalents, uh, flyers, skimmers, anything strength 10 ish. And you've got um, the to deal with the flyers. Yeah. Wow, that is a balanced list. Mm. Yep. Two ages defense line, just because I knew my audience. Uh, with an ammo dump as well, just to. With really two ammo dumps. But I th- and also, apart from the, f- the, the vanquish, apart from the fast attack choices, really. Everything kind of fits into the theme of uh, heavy uh, um, yeah. mining operations because, like, they're using the executioners as plasma sort of mining drills and stuff like that. So, 
there was a there was a theme, there was a thought. Uh, so yeah, so that's that's me. Exactly three thousand of your uh, finest points. That's a great army. Really good. Mm. Very good. Okay, who's who's gonna who's gonna who's gonna take that one? I'm on. I can go next if you want. Okay. Michael's gone quiet, so I haven't yeah. necessarily got got background. I've got a little bit of a, I've got a quote from a, a latter historian, and this is a quote from Lord Marshal Colonel von Kommerspeck of the 37th Jovian Heavy Infantry, uh, and that this is a war for humanity. Humanity. Humans will win this war, not the Emperor's sons, nor their not their own mongrel sons. Their forthwith stand firm men of jove stand firm and show these gene forged horsons how real men fight attributed to lord marshal colonel von kummersbeck shortly before having his spine torn out by an unnamed legionary of the 12th legion at peter garman <laughs> did you Good find words. that quote on 4chan by any chance uh, no i found it in my notebook here in front of me that is awesome. Comma uh, spec is it's a, one of those fantastic German compound words. It means bacon grief, and it's how you feel after you've comfort eaten. And I just think it's just the most amazing word ever. So there you go. The that German a, language is wonderful. That is so, awesome. That's a great quote. So uh, so that Lord Marshal Comerspec himself, he is a, a Lord Marshal with the eternal warrior trait. Um, Mainly that okay. I gave him that after writing this, thinking he could probably do with that. Yeah. Um, he after, has a, after provoking every legion yep, in the galaxy. Basically, he has a cyber familiar and an iron halo. It's like uh, three plus and, in one. Yeah, and a grav wave generator, a psi jammer, and a charnable saber. Okay. Because I didn't want him to have some jelly babies. I didn't. Sorry, that was me. I didn't want him <laughs> to be too kitted out. Because he is just a human, but I thought I thought a, an officer should have a sword. I, I like the charnable saber actually. I think it's rending on sixes, isn't it? So, yeah, it and is. it, it gives you plus one to your initiative. Yeah. So I mean, he's still going to get spannered oh, by God, yeah. anything in power armor, but um, you know, he will uh, one, draw two, the... three plus invon and internal warrior. They've got to they've got to wound him. Well, yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. And funnily enough, my second HQ is <laughs> I guess it's an auxiliary tank commander. Nice. Because, um, you know, it, yeah. it's me. Um, in my elite's choice, I have an engineer auxiliar with a Cortex controller and his four little gribblies. And again, playing to my audi- audience, every one of those little gribbly Sova auto tomatoes has a grenade launcher. With haywire. Mm-hmm. Nice. Uh, so uh, that's you know my, me so well. Yes, that is my only elite choice. Yeah. Uh, in the troops, first troops choice, I have an auxiliary life ra- las rifle section behind a defence line with a comms relay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, no, no gear on the um, yeah. on the on the prime. He's just yeah, there. He's just there. a bod. Uh, there's also another las rifle section behind another defence line. So we've got two of them. <laughs> Okay. And and now's where the points start coming in. So that's, okay, that's, so you got, you got your troop tax out of the way. I've got my troops tax and my HQ tax yeah. out of the way. So we have, I like to to duplicate things as we know. So okay. we have we have four Velitaris storm sections. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Each of which in a Dracosan armored transport, Ooh. with a flare shield and a demolisher cannon. Nice. So, so there's four of them. Four of them. Goodness yeah. me. Parked behind the defence lines. <laughs> Very good. Uh, so that's Where the are they getting the defence lines from? From the LAS rifle sections. 
Okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. then we move move into fast attack. And in fast attack, I have two auxilia like, thunderbolt heavy fighters. Ooh. Nice. With ground tracking auguries. Yes. The, yeah, so the Velotaurus the Velotaurus aren't the same. Are, are they in different? Tercios. Are they in different? Yeah, they're in different tercios. Tercios. Yeah, they're in different yeah. tercios. They're just okay. individual individual units of ten. Okay, right. nice. Okay, so all six troop choices. Ooh, yeah, six troops. Filled. Six yeah. troops choices filled. Yeah. Two fast attack choices, each filled with a, a thunderbolt heavy fighter with ground tracking auguries. Nice. Um, so again, because you know they can interdict other flyers, the kinetic piercers. They're not krakens, but they're not they're not, not, not shabby. No, they're not agreed. they're not shabby. Um, then in I have one heavy support, which Com- is comms relay to reroll them coming yeah, on. Yeah, comms relay to bring them coming on. Yeah. Um, and in heavy support I have a maniple of Castellax class battle automata, two of them with dark fire lances. Ooh. So okay. they're they're also parked behind the defence lines, pew pewing things with dark fire lances. I don't know who would do such a thing? No, exactly. Can you tell I'm playing play to my audience here? Uh, and then in my Lord of War, obviously the, the tank commander needs somewhere to sit. Of course he does. So um, I took what I've got in my case, because it's amazing, and that's an auxiliar Stormblade super heavy tank. That's the one with the uh, Warhound Titan grade plasma gun on the front yes. of it. Uh, with a super heavy command tank upgrade and armoured ceramite. Fantastic. And that, that is 3,000 of Her Majesty's points. Her Majesty's points. So what's the what's the plan with this army? This looks feels like a sit behind the lines and shoot. Yeah, army. basically, I, I I thought I thought what would Graham do? And that's park <laughs> the def, put the defence lines up, sit behind it, shoot everything, bring some planes on for something to do in front of the defence lines, and then you know just basically pew yeah. pew everything if stuff gets really close then jump the velitaris out to give it a bit of attempt at volkite tickling or wait until the late game and then come charging forward out of your tracker's hands and jump onto an objective turn Charge five turn six yeah totally well i'd like to say that i don't approve of that but that that is another great list not bad at all for dracker's hands actually i'm after michael's conversation earlier i'm kind of coming around to them Got to be honest, it's a good point that you made. So yes, that is not bad at all. Two defense lines, extra points if you put the uh, the um, ammo on one. Couldn't afford it. I would have done, but it would have meant no ground tracking auguries. So fair enough. Very good. So covers flyers, covers things coming at you. I guess you may, you know, you want to keep things alive, which I suppose you would do anyway with the um defense line a little bit but yeah you're going to make sure your your guys get out in amongst it in late game to get on objectives the only possible weakness you might have i guess that chris's wouldn't is if it's one of those games where you've got to get onto objectives early doors but yes the draconians can still move you know 12 inches even if they don't fire yeah okay very good okay some some strong contenders michael what have you got to add to the mix? Okay, well, my list is sort of based on this idea of Talon and the idea that, uh, you know, stuck people got stuck on this muster planet and maybe, you know, they're fighting a war that they don't necessarily, you know, they aren't necessarily specialised to fighting in this kind of war. So the mm-hmm. idea behind my regiment is it's a it's an armoured, it, it's, a, it's, a, it's an arm, it's a mechanised warfaring unit. Mm-hmm. 
um but they're having to sort of adapt and work with other uh, other people to make it a little bit different so there's so there's a so it's mostly mechanized infantry and tanks mm-hmm. uh but there's a couple of our um, ones in there so we'll start off with a hq and i've got a lord marshal mm-hmm. and i figure this guy's going to be a um an arrogant so-and-so so he's armed with an architect pistol because uh, who wouldn't take a flippant antique if he's going to fight the emperor's wars yeah. um he's got a cyber familiar nice uh digital lasers okay uh a side jammer and a master crafted paragon blade okay he's gone full, full on. even though he because he thinks he can take on space marines That's i've just true. gone with the whole aspect true, yes. of they think they are the best of the best uh regardless of what the space marines act you know existing so i get, I get what you're saying. so he's a bit of a sort of lord melchit if you will <laughs> and um but a bit like Rob's as well, insofar as, you know, we don't care about the Space Marines. Paragon Blade on a guy is not a bad choice. It doesn't mean he's strength four rather than strength three. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, what's he, I, I'm well aware. Is he's he just not, he's he not going to do much with it. Has he got a, do you say he's got like an Iron Halo or a refractor field or something? Or just uh, he's got, got a Cyber Familiar. So a six plus. He involved. comes with a refractor field anyway. So oh, does he? Know. Okay, cool. So yeah, five he's plus. a Lord Marshal. Uh, okay. Four so plus, he's, sorry. he's He's accompanied. Uh, he well, he's also got uh, in uh, the other HQ section. We've got an auxiliary tactical command section. Good choice. Uh, with one, two, three, four, five, five extra veteran uh, auxiliaries. So it's a full up squad. And yep. we've got two uh, grenade launchers in there. Nice. And they're taking a Aurox armor transport. Okay. As, as a, as a, as a, as a, to, to, so they're mechanized. Yeah. Now the Lord Marshal is going to go with a household retinue squad, and we didn't really touch on these, but this is like a slightly upgraded um, yeah. storm section. Okay. That it, it becomes available to you if you take the Lord Marshal. Right. So I don't think we really touched on them, but there's not we much. There's not many changes to them, really, is there? I don't know. I was wondering that myself. Is it just the normal? Did I get anything different? I think it's just. I think they just stay the same, don't they? Yeah. More or less. I think they've got a couple of different weapon options. Maybe. Uh, I'll I'll have a look. You you carry on, Mister B, and I'll have a quick uh, quick look for you. Okay, so they they've got their Volkite chargers because I think Volkite chargers are absolutely handy. You think and that th- anything with the word Volkite in it is absolutely well, absolutely, absolutely, <laughs> and today and the Lord Marshal is going to go in with them in a terax pattern termite armored assault drill because my lord marshal as he said arrogant so-and-so he thinks he's gonna drill up into where the space marines are and chop off the head of the of the leader of the assault so, so he's a cross between general melchett and corporal jones mm. they don't like it up on they don't like it up on <laughs> pretty much yes leading from the front the household retinue, just quickly, uh, weapon skill four. They don't get the hold the line special rule, but they do get the preferred enemy infantry special rule. Okay. That's not too yep. bad. Then. So, While he's on the table and not falling back. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I've got two troop choices, uh, two tertios, that is. Uh, one tertio is just a basic LAS rifle section uh, with an Aegis defense line. And the idea is they're just going to sit back and sort of man the drill site for the Terax. So... You know, yep. essentially sitting back, taking care of any objective 
in their deployment zone. In their deployment zone, yeah, got it. Um, but the idea is they're guarding these thingy, and it's a type of warfare they don't, they're not familiar with. So I've left the rubbish as troops doing that. Yep. Uh, the next tertio, we've got a flamer section, and they're in an aurox, because I think that's kind of cool. Yep. Then we've got uh, a large rifle section, and a storm section. So the storm section is just with the Volkite chargers. Okay. And there and um, Oh, sorry, we've got two uh, storm sections, I should say. And there are three Dracosians. Right, okay, got it. So uh, two with demolishing cannons for the storm sections yep. and one without uh, for the um, for the rifle section. They've yep. all got flare shields <coughs> and um, they've all got armored ceramite. Going for survivability. Survivability, exactly. Nice. Um, in fast attack, we've got a thunderbolt. Popular uh, choice. With flare shield and the kinetic piercer missiles and the ground tracking auguries. Um, again, my, my thinking was this: an armored section isn't necessarily going to have that, but they're but they're working with everybody else. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's keeping with that sort of uh, just grabbing what they can. Uh, yeah. Then we've in heavy support we've got a um, assault section a Lehman Ross assault section with three Lehman Ross incinerators. Oh, more Volkite. Yeah, Volkite. <laughs> uh, yeah, we've got a Valdor tank hunter. Cool. Yeah, we talked about um, those. And a Sat Nine Pattern Carnadon Strike Squadron. Don't uh, tell with, me with Volkite. No, last cannons. <laughs> All last cannons, twin okay. last cannons on the turret, and two last cannon sponsons. Nice. And that is everything. Right. And that is two thousand nine hundred and fifty points. Fifty, fifty extra points there, man. You could do all sorts of things. You could take points. Aegis Defense Line for fifty. You points. could do, yeah. Or you could give your guy a three plus in bond or so. Bare naked Cyclops. Yeah. Totally. Yeah, I just wasn't sure what to do with the remaining points, and I was mulling it over. And by the time I was, you know, bended yeah. in the price last week, I was like, right, I'm stuck with this. Okay. No worries, you, could, you, you could skim yourself another five points somewhere, take a tank commander and put him in the Valdor. Oh, yeah, possibly. Oh, yeah, could, yeah. Mm, yeah, ditch yeah. your digital lasers, because the guy's going to get spannered anyway, yeah. Yeah. and uh, buy a tank there commander. There you go. And okay. then stick him in the Valdor. There you yeah. go. Okay. There we okay. go. Okay, that's that done. So that's good. So you've got the anti-tank with the Valdor. With the tank commander in now, which makes him much more effective. Um, plenty of troops there. Dracosians again behind defence lines. Very nice. And the Thunderbolt and also Lord Marshall. So that's that combo has appeared in everybody's list, which is interesting. So not many people have gone for the um, uh, Lehman Russes in the heavy support choice. That's it too. Yeah. So not many, but not not everybody's Three. taking the same things. So have you? Sorry, mate. Yeah. Oh, you I took many other. Uh, incinerators. Incinerators. Oh, yes. Of course, forgot about that. So, yeah, interesting choices. So, well, how am I going to score this? So, fun to play with fun and fun to play against. So, what do you folks think first? And then I'll I'll chip in. All those termites on Chris's sounds a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, mean, like could, it, it I like tanks. I like the tanks of... Uh, of Rob's uh, offering. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But Chris's could go terribly wrong if um, if he hasn't got space to get all those termites up. 
that's actually uh, that's an advantage because then he can then he can just scatter on. Oh yeah, you can, can't you? Can. On to, uh, yeah. I forget yeah. about that. It's not quite like. Yeah. I'm getting myself mixed up with. Subterranean so is uh, is is different. Than, You'd have to uh, put the the blast template away from something, but it, if it could scatter, all it needs is a the same size as the last blast template. That's good enough. Obviously, you know you don't want to. You need room to get out. But you don't have to get out straight away with the um no. with the termite. You can sit around in that for a turn if you want. So yeah, pretty good. Uh, I think in terms of fun to play against, I think Chris's would be the most fun to play against. Mm-hmm. And probably the most fun to play with, if I'm honest, because I think that that's got a lot of different things in it. So he's got, he's kind of covered a lot of bases there. So there's different things he could probably do. So yes, obviously deep striking is a huge advantage, but you know he's got some stuff at the back for some shooting. He's got the thunderbolt as well. Mm. It's it's an all rounder. Uh, yeah, which I like. It's, in an it's, army. it's not one. It's not good at one thing or the other. <coughs> I mean. Mr. B's is going to be a good armoured list with the Dracosians and all the, the Russes. Um, Rob's you know, the same as well, I think. Yeah, yeah exactly. You know, they're, they're really good armoured lists. Um, I think there's good, I mean, there's good balance in all of them. Yeah, I, I think yours is the, the most balanced, though, to be honest with you. I think yours has got the most variety, so it has the most balance. So in terms of if you're an opponent, there's lots of different units to, to kind of attack, if you see what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Does that make any sense? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'd probably give my personal thing is you know you, you've covered most of the bases there, so I'd go with that. Mind you, it was nice to see the haywire and the tech priest, which is another good unit, and also Michael's use of the command squad is really useful because that does give you the ability to overwatch, not overwatch, intercept, albeit with just two grenade launchers, but that's not a bad thing. And the cognoscent is really useful because again you can add plus one to people's ballistic skill and we know how much I feel about Blissil 3. So, but yeah, I think... Really? You have feelings about Blissil 3? Funnily enough, I do have I would not have known. Skill. I don't... I, I can, I can who would have thunk it? Who would have thunk it? I'm going to go with Chris on this one. Okay. Yeah, cool. any, any venomous objections? No. No. Okay. I'm okay. just glad I've written a legal list this time. <laughs> yeah. what, what, what about battlefield effectiveness I'm kind of erring on the side of probably I think Rob would probably I think is the most effective because it's a it feels like a tough list Chris's is difficult but I think it's going to be more about jumping out and shooting people with Volkite and then dying horribly very quickly yeah, after that yeah the, the Volkite and one melter bomb and one power fist in a unit is not a uh, <laughs> it's it, not gonna, is not the stuff that no. <laughs> that's going to necessarily win you. Uh, it would be a lot of fun, to be fair, and it would get you on objectives if it was that kind of game. So I think it would be it would have an advantage there. But I think if it was a sort of normal slower game of getting into an, a, a deployment zone or getting onto an objective by the end of the game, I think Rob's would probably edge it. Though Michael's isn't far behind because they're quite similar, yeah. and maybe Michael's with the addition of the tank commander does make that Valdor much effect much more effective in terms of taking out Spartans and the like. Mm. Fair enough. <sighs> I'm gonna go uh, which super heavy did you have again, Rob, sorry? The, oh, yeah, the, best, the best super heavy, the Storm Storm. Blade. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely. So that that I think that pushes it over the edge because that's such a good super heavy. We've talked about how good it is. Um 
you know, one big strength 10 or one or two some large blast strength eight AP2, I think. Yeah, yep. Rob, have a point on the house. Huzzah. Okay. So one for Chris, one for Rob. Sorry, Michael. Fair enough. Okay, so you might yet you might still get one for cost, so you never know. Okay. Well, I mean, I'll I'll come out on my cost then. It, it comes out at a straight one thousand two hundred and fifty-seven pounds. Army of oligarchs, indeed. Mine, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Mine came in at one three oh eight, and that's accounting forty-five fifty pounds for an HQ model and six medics that I would have to come drop out of something <laughs> or another yeah. because yeah. there are models. 1,234 direct from Forge World with two defense lines from GW Prime. Ooh, just edges it out. I mean, Houses. six Terax was always going to be a bold move, I thought. That is a, but, that's an expensive move. I mean, even the blooming troop choices, though. So, I mean, the 20 man Storm Squad's not cheap, is it? That's about no, 79 pounds, I think. 79 quid. <coughs> yeah, you know, I, I, well, that's why I took one of them, because I took two Venetaris for the same. Uh, I took four Velitaris and 40 Last Rifles. <laughs> I got so lucky starting this army because I, I, I had one 10-man squad that I bought and then I second-hand locally got a 20-man Storm uh, Last Rifle section and another 10-man squad, um, three Ogrins, no Ogrins in the mix, and a command squad. I think it was 100 quid for the lot. And I think there was a basilisk in there as well. So I've got a super bargain there. Did, so yeah. otherwise it is the army of oligarchs. You're not wrong. I, I, I have done some wheeler dealing for a few bits and bobs down the years. Um, and I do have a couple of Laz rifle sections somewhere. Um, but looking at everything else, it's like, right, I can't afford all of this. It's, so. it's an expensive army, isn't it? It really isn't. I mean, Rob did a cool thing. with Bob, and A lot of people have made their own solo auxiliary and not use the solo auxiliary models using different heads and things and different bodies, which which you can do as well. I think as long as they don't look like Cadians too much. I think what I'm going to do is I'm, I'm doing militia, so I'm doing sort of uh, using death core of them because I've got mm. tons of those stuff, that stuff lying around. I'm going to do all the tanks because um, I've got all the Mars pattern for the, um, for, for, for the uh, death core. Yeah. So what I think I'll do is I'll do the um, I'll try and do tanks without sponsons because I actually think they look better without sponsons. Yep. And that way they can sort of uh, cross over to solar auxiliary yeah. in yeah. time because I think with my militia uh, that those tanks are going to have to do double duty because they take up a lot of room. So that's, what, just, yeah, that's what I did with mine basically. I, was, I painted up like thirty militia. And I use the solar auxiliary tanks with the militia because they're the same kind of colour scheme, and just yeah. swap and change in between. I'm um, just going to give them all a. Uh, I'm just going to give it an urban camo scheme because that's kind of generic. And even if my solar auxiliary have completely different colours, why wouldn't they have camouflage vehicles? Yeah, I mean, I kind of went from a sort of scratch built. You know, I've got Death Corps of Krieg to man the la- the laser destroyers and the. Um, quad launchers because you can't get the figures anymore for the solar auxiliary so, because you have to do what you can do right i mean so yeah they look different enough from cadians that they're sufficient i think so but anyway what did you guys think of the solar auxiliary to do a list for them definitely one of the more interesting ones I, to I, do i found it tough having been so disappointed with my own army so there's hardly yeah. any there's hardly yeah. anything in that list that i've written that i've actually got other than the Stormblade, because you can't go wrong with the Stormblade. 
And yeah, I've got Velitaris, but I've got no Dracosans, for example, in my case. I've got no Laz rifle sections in my case. I've got yeah. no uh, Thunderbolts or anything like that. So it's it was quite difficult. It's it's not an overly. Uh, I think it's the same thing that sort of the, the militia have is. It's not an overly varied yeah. uh, list. Um, you know, you've only got realistic. You know, you've got two troop choices basically. Um, yeah. And you can't really do a lot with them. Nope. You know, it's they all have last rifles or they all have um Volkite or Road Cannons. Flamers. Or you or Flamers. Yeah, and then you've got the axe guys that you can't actually even buy anymore. Yeah. Um you know it's there's not that many units that you can do things with to give it a different spin or a different feel. No, I know what you mean. Um, and so that's, you that's like a jet. You know, you can't use this, um jet packs, for example, to create like an assault army or yeah, different. You know, support section with ten men with melter guns, for example. They're, they're, there's really only two or three variations in the troops. It's it's, it's really the infantry, really. Yeah, and and uh, you know, getting past that, it's, you know, you're onto then just it's just armor. It's just tanks. Yep. You know, there are. An infinite there's a uh, probably a, must be a, uh, i'm guessing about a two to one mix of armor units to troops to infantry units. <laughs> i think you're probably right there which I, is, I'll, yeah. I'll be perfectly honest in my opinion of this army it it need that some of the some of that stuff that that is available and is unique to them uh more mostly the dracosians needs to be available to armies in 40k because then they'll sell more and then maybe more people will collect them and then more people will be like, "Oh, I might well play with these." Yeah, but the thing is that you couldn't, you you couldn't do a. <clears throat> I don't think it would be. I'm gonna. This model's available in 40k, so I'm then gonna do a Solar Ox army because you you might want to use it in a 40k guard army. Yeah, yeah. I don't I'm, think I'm you just could run a 40k that, guard army in the same way you could run a Solar Ox because your I, 40k guard army is gonna have much more. Uh, complexity to it what, what i mean is that there's always this sort of <clears throat> ever since they've you know deleted a few units from the range i very much am worried that one day because let's be honest this army hasn't had the only update this army has had since it was created is the charnadon and the aurochs and the addition of the terax Oh, yeah. the Terax, but the Terax, yeah. you know, yeah, covers Terrax, just about everybody, everyone. Everybody's got a Terax. Essentially, it's, it's, essentially, it's the Ford Cortina of 30k to replace the uh, Capri <laughs> of the... <laughs> essentially, yeah. this um, actual list and all its units haven't changed since 2014. And there's a big worry in me that one day it might just get deleted from from the range to sell mm. and we'll lose it I, i've got more of a worry of this list going away than anything else because mm-hmm. it's so unique it's very I, hard to replace and it's, and it's expensive, i can imagine it? it and militia being folded properly into one force if that makes sense i would rather have, that a, be the case. have a latter-day imperial army kind of yeah, I, I personally uh, think that would be sort of defensive terror version, defensive terror sort of force because, as opposed to two differing. Yeah, yeah, if you made the say the um the solar auxiliary essentially stormtrooper type level, 
Anybody calls my solar orc scions, they're getting a punch up the bracket to quote <laughs> the, the, the fact that you can't take the fact no, but that to the, fulfill um... that to, to sort of fill that role. This is an army you can take on its own. Uh so like the Tempest of Science in, in 40k, you can take Tempest of Science as their own army. Um, but I think that they should be able to that the solar auxilia, in my personal opinion, it should be a case of it's part of the Imperial Militia. But you can take it as, as its own standing army, if that makes any sense. It's it's such a shame that they didn't give you the chance to take um, turn it into a tank army. Yeah, that yeah. doesn't help because it it feels like it wants to be a tank army. Oh, it it needs to be a tank army because your basic your basic bots get spanned. Yeah, yeah, you I mean, just have Dracosians as troops. Yeah, yeah I mean, just, it, even Sisters of Silence will walk through these. Yeah, infantry it, it, on infantry. It's it's one of those things where because they're, I mean they get mowed down by um, heavy bolts for example, and it's and it's so depressing. Heavy flamers are your, your absolute nightmare with these guys. Um, whereas even with militia, a lot of cannons. Yeah, the militia doesn't feel quite so bad because you kind of expect it, and even then you can make militia blooming three plus armor for goodness sake. So yeah. it's um it, they are a tough army. I mean I was just looking actually weirdly enough on um. Originally, of the post was in Horace Birmingham, but they were talking there about some um, 3D printed models from um, the Maker's Cult, for example. And maybe that's where it would flourish again, you know, by having not direct copies of the Games Workshop things, but their own kind of range of home created um, figures to make that difference because it's probably going to be cheaper. Because, like I say, nobody here can do one of these for less than a grand. Yeah. And that's I mean, a, that's a big entry point for anybody. The, the, the truth is that that these i i forget his name he is still sculpting privately though uh the the entire army the list the models were all the passion project of one designer okay and he no longer works at forge world right i see what you mean and that's what worries mm-hmm. me most of all so all in all though um i, I liked them because i think they're 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 a tough army to play with and they're really difficult to win with which i think is no bad thing sometimes because it does make you think about how to use your units very carefully they're never i don't think they're ever going to be overpowered i mean you could spam the the flipping bernie tank if you wanted to i guess but nobody really does that um but yeah i think they they apart from that one unit the rest of them most marine players would probably laugh in you know space marine at them but yeah. they they do have a few surprises here and there, and they caught me out in, the t- in before. But they are they're an interesting army to play because they're a challenge. I think that's where they 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 kind of their joy is to play from my yeah. point of view. They are they're definitely a, a, an interesting proposition, and they're different. Yeah, I mean I love the look of the army. The army's definitely got one of the most unique, interesting sort of fifties sci-fi look to them. Mm. The models are a pain though because they're so they're very detailed. And you know, yeah, like, and, they're uh, difficult uh, uh, to paint well. And as I said, I'd love to see, I'd love them to have a guaranteed future, but there was a big part of me that's worried mm, that they don't. I haven't thought about that before. Um, well, because, you know. But, uh, the problem is, would I take, would I run a solar army as opposed to a militia army? Exactly. And I would probably take a militia army <laughs> because I can do more interesting things with it. I think you're probably right. I mean, you can do things. I don't. I don't mean that in like. I can do more interesting things game-wise with unit availability and stuff. But also, I can put more of an individual spin on it. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, 
yeah, with those uh, kind of um, I don't know what that provinces, for example, provinces you can, you can kind of stuff, mix yeah. and match some of those. You, you've got so many more modelling opportunities as well available to to to, to plain old guard. Whereas the, to, then again, we have seen some amazing conversion work for solar auxiliary. I mean, Ben Greaves yeah, yeah. did. But, uh, some amazing ones a few years I think it was last year maybe or the year before I don't know that the past few years seem to have merged into one I don't know why that is <laughs> um, but he did sort of using Tempesta Scions and some Cadian heavy uh, you know Cadian uh, hostile environment pack. hostile environment and his fluff was yeah the, the, it's the middle of the heresy they can't get replacement equipment to the same standard they're just using what they can get and when I actually looked at the price of what he was paying to build this stuff, he was paying way more than he would have just paid for a standard LAS rifle set. That's, that's the other thing with, with but the it looks cool. rocks is the, the, you know, I could do um, an interesting malicious army for maybe three quarters of the cost yeah, for a yeah. solar rocks army. Um, even if I'm doing something really conversion heavy in a militia army, it's not going to cost me as much. To, yeah. you know, as it would to do a, a solar rocks unfortunately no i think you're right because the, the the troops you can get like i said there's victoria miniatures anvil industries all of these folks can do some very nice individual looking militia armies that you know match whatever kind of army you want to do really yeah which does give you the ability to create your own unique narrative for that army which i think is a part of the for me, anyway, it's part of the charm of doing this. And it was nice to see your guys' take on that as well. And I enjoyed Chris's uh, sort of story as well. So that's really cool, guys. So thanks for that. And I, yeah, as well with, with Michael's sort of Talan esque one and Rob's quote. I thought that was, an, but that's what I like about this army, right? You can make your own history. It doesn't the, have to be, the, you know, what's in No, and the, the human armies are easier to do that with yeah. because you can make it yours from scratch. It's like Dan Abnett says. That's why Dan Abnett never really wrote Marines before the Heresy yeah. came out because he he couldn't get into the head of Marines. He's like, I'll write humans because I know how humans think. Yeah, yeah. He can yeah. Re- he could relate to them and tell a better story because he could understand. Well, I'd think like this because I'm. Well, also, you know, if you're starting an army, a, a human uh, army, as opposed, I mean, if you're starting a salamander army, whatever, you've got a defined box to work in. Yeah. Whereas if you're going straight from for a solar or militia army. Just do what you want. Yeah, you know, they can be, uh, yeah, you can. They can be a farmers' uh, union gone mad as a militia army and have pickaxes yeah. up there, oh, so and no one's going to uh, bat an eyelid. McCrag militia, then, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think that's part of the appeal. And again, that does McCann comes a little bit more different because there's more kind of fluff around them. I mean, like I said, when we're talking about the, the section, there isn't actually a book about solar auxiliary on its own that, that I'm aware of. Yeah. Um, and, and they're only kind of there and thereabouts. So, yeah, that that doesn't help either. Um, but yeah, I think all of those things are really interesting, and it's nice to. I think it's sometimes nice to make your own stories up. And that thing that Dan Adnett said, I think both Chris and I found that when we write just our very amateur narratives for Cumbria Legends, it's it's really hard to get into the head of a marine because we don't really know what it's like to be immortal, whereas it's a lot easier to write from a human perspective. I am immortal. Yes. Says <laughs> so, so the one-eyed man. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah. But there, there, there's a lot of fun to be had in the in in, in that one in the Crusader Crusade Imperialist book. There is a lot of fun to be had. Okay. Um, oh, it's a good sandbox. It's a hell of a sandbox yeah. to play around in. 
Plus, you've got the knights in the back of it as well. So that's what as well, yeah, which I've been looking at. So, yeah, so I think all in all, it's a really good good armies there put together, well thought out. Like I said, you've used armies differently, which is nice to see. And I think those would all be good armies to play against. But, um, and everybody's got a point as well. So, everybody's happy this week. No overall winner. I don't know if that's ever happened. I thought I got, I th- no, I thought no, I got I two because mine was cheaper point. than Mike's. Yeah, I didn't get a point. Oh, you, you're right. It, it was. So, yes, it's I tell you, Rob, I'm that surprise win. Yeah, sorry, mate. I put 16 quid. Yeah, that was it. So Rob has got two battles. So oh, Rob has yeah. now got flipping neck. Rob's screaming ahead. He's not four. screaming yet. He's one point ahead of me. He's got four and you've got three. Yeah. <sighs> that's all right. That's all I need. It's nice to have someone in front of me for a change. <laughs> you to overtake. The Lewis Hamilton. That means he's just going to crash into me. Chris has actually got a point in front to play with and against. Yeah, it doesn't That's, often happen. It does not often happen. Well played. Especially, especially not donated by you. I know, right? Who would have thunk it? Anyway, um, I'm on one point. Rob is on four points. Yeah, and, and I've, I've, I've had my missed an episode as well, so... Oh, dear, oh, dear. I'm going to have to go somewhere. It seems highly unlikely being as Michael and I now have an Estonia-Russia relationship when it comes to <laughs> voting for each other. <laughs> Eastern Bloc versus me and Rob. Basically. Well, no, no, it's going to be, you know, previous sort of satellite state that still yes, hates Estonia don't vote for Russia. Exactly. Oh, yeah, the Baltic states vote for Scandinavia. They don't vote for Russia. Yeah, absolutely. The Baltic because states definitely don't vote for each other. Whereas... Well, I'm going to be England, and no one's going to vote for me at all. Oh no, they, they do vote for each other. No, the Maltese they... will always vote for us. We can guarantee. We can. We can. Oh, you know, the, the Maltese will vote for us. You remember when the Irish used to vote for us? What was that Not... before 1917? I was just going to say that. Anyway, <laughs> moving quickly on before we antagonise a whole other area of history, uh, let's draw a line under the Solar Auxiliary. So, an interesting and potentially fun army. You may want to go down the militia route first because it's cheaper and there are more options but if you like a challenge and you like something a bit different on the battlefield don't see too many of them and you've got a few quid to spare they're the army for you i reckon so okay Okay, so shall we go into the close let's do that And that is it. The end of another episode. And we look forward to next month. If you would, please leave us some reviews on iTunes or follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram and YouTube. Our links to all of these are available in the show notes. Uh, and also give our page a like, too, because, well, you know, I'm a man of a fragile ego. And sometimes I need it to be massaged by looking at the numbers and figures, though it's not quite as pressing as it once was. Um, if you do want to get in touch with us, uh, you can post to our Facebook page or send us a direct message um, on that account. Or if you want to email us, uh, please do so at therush at edgeofempire.co.uk. Uh, if you would like to help us out on the show, uh, we do have an affiliate link with Audible. Uh, so you can sign up to get your Horus Heresy audiobox through them with a month's free trial, and that's $7.99 a month after that for each order for an audiobook. And, of course, all of the Black Library books are there, which is awesome. Uh, 
You can also become a patron of the show uh, and just pop a couple of dollars in our tip jar, for which we'll be eternally grateful. It's not a recurring thing. It doesn't have to be. But if you enjoyed the show and think it's worth the price of a cup of coffee, just throw a couple of dollars our way. We'll be super grateful and it helps keep the lights on in Age of Empire Towers. Um, you can also help us out by going through our advert on our website to purchase your wargaming toys through Element Games. So, And we also have Element Games crystal codes, which means you get double crystals and we get normal crystals when you buy stuff, so even better. So uh, the we'll put these in the show notes, of course, but uh, the Element crystal codes are Chris's is CHR211. Uh, mine is GRA2794, four digits. We still don't know why. Uh, Michael's is MIC440 and Rob's is ROB676. This also is the first show uh, where we will be being sponsored in the future by the Daylight Company. So if you are interested and looking for a new light to do your painting with, they are awesome. And we've had uh, good conversations with them. We're looking to do some more in the next couple of months and bringing that to you folks. But for now, if you do want to get those, please do go on there and uh, have a look on the website and tell them that we sent you. Um, And finally, we also have affiliate links with the Outpost as well which is also a great little uh, friendly local gaming store that's based in sheffield so next episode is a big old blank i'm just looking at it now there is nothing that we're doing is that it are we done is that the end of the podcast uh, oh, that was good well, well this has been fun let's uh, yeah, cheers. i don't think we've got a i don't think we've, uh, there's some ideas we'll 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 float back to them in a couple of days and i'll uh space wolves let's do space wolves next no, no, we need a break because we're going to go through them at a breakneck speed. So we need a break from them. So we'll okay. figure something out. Uh, we have had a few messages um, in the past day or so. So I will sort of filter them through. And uh, we got one from Rick, actually, the other day. I need to send that to you guys. What is he saying? He's never going to give us up. <laughs> yeah. No, the uh, chap from... Um, a uh, chap from Suffolk who was looking for... Uh, uh, who was a dude looking for a dude. All right. Oh, yeah, okay. Cool. Yeah. Well, anyway, yeah. we'll look still doesn't to... mean he's never going to give us up. Yeah. Well, he hasn't done, so that's good. Exactly. No, sure? he hasn't. He hasn't. So, sure? um, Wait and see what Michael has. In I, I will forward that on in uh, in a moment, but I will. Yeah, we've got some ideas. I just haven't. Normally, we have like a whole plan for like the year. Yes. But I don't Do think we, we have, have one of those. We've got a rough idea, but. Twenty smiling people. Twenty twenty proves that. Pl- 2020 okay. proved that plans plans for the year uh, don't always survive contact with the enemy. Yeah, that's uh, pretty, pretty much alarm. been my year. Pretty Panic much alarm. been my year. Panic alarm. For sure. Um, somebody actually did come up with a suggestion, which was um, whether we could do at some point uh, create our own character, but using the more of our rules. That, maybe. That, yes. was your, that was your alter ego that suggested that. Yes, that has I been think a it's a very good idea. Uh, we've also had, just looking at some of the requests we've had, terrain uh someone was very much wanting to know um that was what... michael's alter ego yep <laughs> michael's alter ego the man no, it was sort of like sloppy, the sloppy bagpiper it was sort of like what are the op- what are the what are the options to get terrain to play it's at home more munitorum containers than the suez canal <laughs> yeah. yeah what was the idea what was what's a good way to get terrain to play at home what's a good what's a good amount etc etc and any cheaty ways to paint them which new rolls new rolls and tinfoil books stacked which up. to me actually seems like a decent topic and i think 
I think we definitely do want to cover that at some point. That sounds like a very good idea. Someone yeah. was asking us to cover the unification war rules that's been published. But they've only just been come out, haven't they? Yes, they've only just come out, and we like to give those things a little bit of a time. Um, and it's about other. five years for more Val, so you know, yeah. episode uh, one hundred and twenty, I think, might just get. Yeah, to... and uh, uh, and various. Yeah, we've had a, we've had quite a few suggestions, so I'll. I'll, I'll knock them up and we'll see what come out. But the terrain one, I like the sound of. But whether you guys, when you guys want to do that, we'll definitely do it. That sounds like a good idea. I don't know how we're going to do an army list with terrains, but we'll find a way. Well, we'll just uh, pick a random... Warlord Titan on a sky shield landing pad. Every day of the week. We'll sort, behind, we'll sort something. Behind the defence line. I tell you, how about we do the terrain one and we'll fit and we'll think as and if anyone's got any suggestions for what we should do as an army list, doesn't have to be linked to terrain at all. Send it through. Well, maybe it should be siege armies of the yes. of, of the thirty k. Oh, I tell you, oh, oh, no, 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 no. Oh, I've, got of fish every day week. I've got an idea. Go on. I've, I've got. An I idea. do. Like, I do very much enjoy the on-air production meetings that we have these days. <laughs> yeah, no, I've got a great idea. <laughs> Graham and Rob I... will put together an Iron Warriors list to siege something, and me and Chris will put together an Imperial Fist and whatever I'm adding to that and whatever Rob's adding to Graham's to defend it. That sounds like an argument that's literally Basically, yeah. That. That's this wasn't the last episode of the gym, but the next one will be. <laughs> can, can we not just wait until we can meet up to have that so that I can I don't have to wait to give you a ding on Neb End. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> All right, um, okay. I'm trying to think how we can do that's that. That's Neb End. Is it is it local to you or it's, it sounds like a nice place. It I sounds like the, Basically, I'm giving him, out with a girl from Neb End. Giving, giving, giving him, <laughs> giving him a clip on end of his snack. End of his snack. What? Okay, know. what language are you Other speaking? Language? Michael, Nord. I like, I it's like Nord. the concept. I do like the concept. I think that's a very good idea. I'm not sure about the execution. So maybe, maybe Chris and I do <laughs> Imperial Fists, and you two do Iron Warriors. I would, I would do that for the show. You and Chris doing the same list together. <laughs> Based around yes. the Imperial Fists. Yes. Again, I repeat my previous statement. This was the last one, but the next one. <laughs> By Lord, our men appear to have deep struck behind our own defence line. All right, line. how about what the going? <laughs> Me, uh, Norvaders versus the Mills Brothers. That sounds reasonable. <laughs> okay. All right, All right, I'll, phone, should... I'll phone Dave. Oh, no. <laughs> we should probably save her by now. Ah, yes, anyway. a... Actually, okay, here's an idea. Okay. Why do I like this idea, Northerners versus the Mills brothers? But Rob and Michael have four and a half thousand points. Me and Graham have fifteen hundred points, and Dave <coughs> will break we'll Dave in as well, and we'll give him fifteen hundred points, and then we'll do it that way. That's uh, fine because uh, me and Michael are still outpointing you by four and a half thousand points. Well, whatever. You know, no, basically the three of us get fifteen hundred points each. You two get. Yeah. 4,500 <laughs> You can't defend your wall if we've chopped you in half. Specialists, so Dark Angels or Iron Warriors, if you try it. Yeah. I wouldn't so at mind least that. One of our components needs to be Iron Warriors. 
I think that's fair. Right, yeah. Cool. We, can, we, can work something. we can work something out. Yeah. There's a song All in right. there somewhere. So, do, do you, so that's 1,500 points. Chris, Chris, Dave and I need to... The Mills Brothers, the, the marvellous Mills, Flying Mills Brothers. God, yeah, it's, that, defend. It's, that, it's that line from Indiana Jones, isn't it? Just slightly changed it. The Imperium <coughs> has declared war on the Mills boys. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay, you're good for that. So we'll be Imperial Fists. We'll have 1,500 points each. We'll be, yeah, lower list well, of, lower list one defenders. of you has got to be Imperial Fists. And the I'll, other two can I'll do Imperial Fists. Fists. The other two can do something else. Salamanders and whatever Dave wants to do. Dark Angels, probably. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, I'm just trying to think how we can do this. Are we, do doing what, are we doing one force orc right. or a different force orc? Some we force in this bit in the show, just force. out of interest. No, <laughs> just, just. What about what about this siege of terror? Right, so imperial fists, and so basically we can take the loyalists. You can take the um oh, the, the the traitors, but one of your army choices has to be iron warriors, and one of ours has to be imperial fists. Oh God! So yeah, it's going to be imperial fists, custodies, and blood angels, and we're going to get spanned. Yes. We'll have to get. So, we'll have to. We'll have to find someone to judge it as well. well. We'll sort that out. Yeah. Anyway, that was a very interesting and impromptu meeting when we get our minds <laughs> well, unstuck. Well done. Well done. Lovely production meeting that everyone can hear. Yeah. Good. Yep. Good plan. All right. Shall we say bye bye? God, let's. People have already left. All right. Bye bye, guys. Good night, everybody. Good night, fella. <laughs> he sounded so pleased to be got there. Right. Yeah. Okay. Bye, guys. Cheerio. Bye. Bye. Yeah.